Welcome back. It's the Riker Zone, also known as the MCU crew every other week. Jesse, you just losing yourself in the music? Um, the music of my soul, because ladies and gentlemen, it's yeah. official. Oh, it's official. Oh, it's official right off the top. What's official? It's official. What's official? Charlie Cox. What? Oh, yes. What? It's official. Your brother? It's official. Your brother's Charlie Daredevil? Cox. My brother from another mother is Daredevil. And do frankly, all Coxmen know each other? Is that is that a thing? It's true. We all we all use the secret Cox network. <laughs> we all meet at Olive Garden on Friday at seven. <laughs> Unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Incredible. And we Ooh. and yeah, we talk about what the Cox clan's gonna do Incredible. in the future. Mm-hmm. Remarkable. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a great I sponsor am. too, really. I mean, you get a limited breadsticks and, and soup, yeah. I'm so hype. That's exactly I what I wanted. Not for the look. I love Charlie Cox, and I, yeah. frankly, I love all the Netflix characters, uh-huh. even ones I probably shouldn't. But here's the thing: Iron Fist, big fan. Charlie Cox means high likelihood of Vincent D'Onofrio, and frankly, oh, we already saw. I his am hand. very excited about that possibility. We already saw his hand, hundred percent. I hope that was his hand, that was his not hand. just like find another fat hand. <laughs> Yo, uh, you got a fat hand camera guy? We haven't yeah, signed yeah, the contract yet. We can't convince it. We can't convince. We need a fat hand. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll get to the hand. We'll get to the laugh. We'll get to the the cock soon. Both of them, both Charlie and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Bronze, how's mm-hmm. it going? How you doing? Good. I'm like in a reminiscent mode now because me and Jesse were just talking about the mall. Oh, that's now a I'm bad. Like that's a bad of- idea. Nothing good ever Orange happens Julius. at the mall. Not anymore, that's for sure. Not anymore, yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Was that wait, you had to go yeah, to the mall to get an to get an orange Julius? Are you oh no, you gonna make me say this? Are you gonna make me say this? What no, I know what an orange Julius is. I'm just saying. No, I had a dream oh. that Bronze and I were at the mall together. Oh. I'm not saying There's it was a, a date story here. But it's potential it was a date because they we started in the middle of it. You know how dreams work. We were in the middle of it. Okay. We were at the food court. Were you in the middle then, of like, it, or were you in the middle of it? I mean, like in the middle of the of the of the of the interaction. I think not in the middle of the mall, because the food court's yeah. never in the middle of the mall. It's yeah. always yeah. Well, unless you go to the Delamo in uh, Torrance, California, it's right in the middle of the mall. Anyway, it's like on a sky bridge between two malls. It's very cool. Well, anyway, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The last time I went there was four years ago. A lot so of that money wasted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the we were just like the dream started in the middle of like us at the food court, and I think I was. You know how sometimes I, I think I might be stretching because it was a dream, so I'm not quite sure. But you know how they have that like chicken teriyaki place in every mall where it's like you get sure. the chicken and the rice and then like the veggies. That's what I was eating. Anyway. Uh, it was one of those dreams. I, I have a series of dreams throughout my life every so often. Usually when I eat pizza right before bed, is I have a series of dreams where I'm like stuck in a mall. 
And this time, Bronze was just in the mall with me. And like I said, why was Bronze there? I feel like there was a potential date going on. And it was very, it was going very well until shit went down at the mall, and I ended up trapped at the mall as usual. But like up until then, I bet it was lovely. Bronze, let's I have know, a talk. I, you know, let's have a talk, Jesse. You're not here for a moment. <laughs> How would you feel about a date where a person takes you to the mall in 2021, Bronze? How do we feel about well, that? Well, see, that's... It, not just a person. We're not saying Jesse. Could be anyone. Okay. How do we feel about Could be anyone. It? Yeah, anyone. Anyone's like, hey, let's go to the mall later. We're going to get some chicken teriyaki and uh, maybe some chocolate from that favorite chocolate store that no one goes into anymore. How do you feel about it? Oh god! Okay, we go to Petridge Farm though. Like, just think about it. We get free samples at Petridge yeah. Farm. All right. Anyway, if it if it wasn't Jesse, it would be weird. But if it was <laughs> Jesse, I'd be like, oh, me and Jesse are reliving the glory of the two thousands. Okay. So if you're it saying was not man. Jesse? I'd be like, oh, you're gonna murder me, man. <laughs> at the mall, the mall notorious <laughs> yeah. for taking people. Yeah, I mean, no one yeah. would be there yeah. to see it, so it sounds like a perfect place. Yeah, for it. It sounds like a great kill spot. And yeah. In an abandoned Dexter's entire new series, it's Barnes about taking Noble. people to malls and killing them. Funny enough, yeah, is that true? In one of the no. many shuttered, empty oh. shops there, I would get murdered. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird way to start a show. I, you know, I I never I, know where we're at, gonna go. You ask. This is my doing. You ask. This, this is my doing. It's, it's trust great. me there isn't a day that i'm like waking up thinking about malls like man i miss the nostalgia of going to babbage's like but Ooh. i do actually now that i think about it man babbage's yeah, babbage's i good. do yeah i kind of miss that my babbage's was right across from the petrus farm which is why i remember petrus farm so uh, we'd all go over and get those we get free snacks and then we go over to babbage's and not buy anything but stay there for like an hour and a half the snack that like, i remember the most from malls was I, fuck, I forgot the name of the restaurant or the place, but it, they basically Borrow. sold mini corn dogs and they were the best thing in the fucking universe. And I could only get them when I was at the mall. Auntie Anne's. No, it wasn't. I, Auntie Anne's did exist, but it wasn't an Auntie Anne's. They, they, I still stand yeah, by the corn dog. Yeah, I still stand by the, uh, the cinnamon pretzel bites. Those are godlike. Very good. Anytime I'm in the fucking airport, you could smell that shit from like three terminals away. You just follow That's your nose. Wrong. That's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> you get oh, a cup of so just good. sugar with like some dough in it as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Great stuff. It's great stuff. I don't know what the name of that store was. Maybe it was like All American Food or something. Because I think that maybe, wasn't that an AW uh, root beer? An AW root beer? Oh. That might have been that. Oh my God. It could have been that. Yeah. I, don't know. I, don't know. I used to love AW back when it existed. Yeah. If you're in the Midwest, that shit over... still exists. It does. It does, yeah. What were I saying, was bro? reminiscing with Jesse over how there was a time where, and I don't know if anybody else agrees with this or if this is still an experience, where you could go into a game store and find something that you wanted to buy that you didn't potentially know existed or you hadn't heard of. But I don't feel like I've had that experience in like 10 years. Like now when I go to... Okay, first of all, I don't remember the last time I went to a game store, but even then, like, I know what game I'm anticipating and what day it's coming out down right. to the time. But, like, Same. I remember going to, like, especially retro game stores or just, like, you know, game crazies or playing trades and stuff. Being like, oh, what's this game? 
I'm going to get it and like taking mm-hmm. it home. And now that's like not really a thing. And I kind of miss going to game stores, but I also legit have no reason to go inside them. Like I know exactly what games I want. It's true. It's big. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, a lot of like game stores, at least the uh, like mom and pop ones have also just become like hobby stores. Now they have a bunch of like statues and toys and crap like that. That's been marked up. Uh, so they can get a little bit of profit on it as well as like the normal price, which is usually pretty expensive as well. They don't necessarily sell games anymore unless it's like retro stuff, right? They try to get like the certified retro stuff and go in the, the hobby or the collector grade crap. Jesse, this is, this is how, you know, you are old. This is the, this is the sign of being an elder slash geriatric millennial. Here you go. Entering a Sam Goody. Heading to the back corner. Sam Goody the music anime store? section. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm and with you. they also sold DVDs. Heading to the back corner where they had all the anime shit in like this weird area that you kind of felt dirty in. Where it was like, it was like, what is what is this weird? And it was, by the way, it was called Japanimation. No, that's just liking anime in the early 2000s. You just felt yeah, dirty. That's, that's just how that Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm that saying. Was. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, it was like this weird they put everything in like the back like it was it was kind of like almost behind some curtains like you don't want to go back there that's where the tentacles are it was <laughs> wild it was a wild time yeah you had to walk through all the the CDs past the cassettes they still have cassettes for some reason past the cassettes past the things that were between CD and MP3 there was something else and I can't remember but it was like like a like a micro CD or some shit, and those existed just like how there were laser discs. Right. Oh yeah, laser discs were a thing. My mom loved mini disc. Discs. Wasn't that a Sony platform? Like a mini Maybe? disc? I think Sony tried yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was a y'all miss it. if you weren't around for that like late nineties, early two thousands transition in like technology. They were just throwing shit at the wall, like hoping something would stick. It's true. And now here we are future man it's the future well isn't it because they were still concerned with the like the technology in terms of like how to how do we create something that's affordable portable and doesn't like compress the music too much and now we just don't fucking care correct i mean because people tell me i'm insane but like if you listen to a song i listened to the whole um ost for death stranding on vinyl this is a completely like it's amazing. It's it is insane to listen to that on vinyl versus in the game. Like are we gonna become a, a, literally are we gonna become a, vid- a vinyl podcast now? Jesse's oh my got me this shit. Literally, well, really, my, have I guess that my experience. wife did because her company sent me. Yeah. A fucking... Wait, are all three of us vinyl people? I love I, I'm not vinyl. yet. I'm oh, a vinyl yeah. is in route person. Oh yeah, I uh, even you know what's crazy? I, still I have a lot of vinyl, and most it, of it's like. 60s and 70s japanese rock which is wild um but the vinyl i've started collecting recently is like video game soundtracks and uh yes let me tell you what's i'm gonna look i'm gonna i'm gonna put myself out there the very first video game vinyl i got was uh life is strange put myself out oh, but there that has great. a great soundtrack no that, great. that has an amazing soundtrack yeah yeah Wait, is so Kings of Leon that. on that soundtrack? Do they do they put him on the soundtrack? The very in first. The game? Oh, you're saying the first the, Life is Strange? Okay, I, I was yeah, talking about the very the first one. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then I then I just kept collecting all of them, and then I, you know, even the Final Fantasy 14 vinyls are like when you hear a song that you've heard a million times in the game, but on vinyl, and it's still you're like, I never even knew that was in the background of that song. Oh mm. yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. Oh, it's yeah. and I think I learned to tolerate stuff because back in like, you know, back in the day it was uh when you're on Napster and LimeWire. The file ver- versions you would download, you're like, oh, this new song just came out. And it was like 96 KBPS or whatever. Just terrible. Just like, you're like, but it's, oh, but I didn't have to copy it off the radio and put it on a cassette. You were just happy. You, were, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different time. Different time. Yeah. I, my, my brother is really into records, and I always thought it was, having lived in Portland for a small period of time, I always thought it was like, Oh, these people are just they got their roots you know, in them. stuck up. <laughs> yeah, like they've just invested too much. I used to be kind of judgy about it. But then it was the same thing for me, Jesse. The first time I heard a video game like soundtrack on vinyl, I was like, no, they're not lying. I think we're compressing it a lot digitally because oh, 100%. It, it doesn't sound like it sounds in the game. It sounds like a completely different experience. I have, I think one of my first ones was the Doom vinyls. You, if you don't buy anything else, just buy the Doom vinyls. They're so good. They're True. so insane. I couldn't. They're I couldn't so play good. those. If I, I have too many neighbors that would be like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" <laughs> you're like, like you're shredding up. through hell. I'm summoning the, like, the devil. <laughs> We're going to bars. <laughs> <laughs> Get in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd invite them in. Yeah. Uh, it, it's. It, it definitely is a different experience, but mostly. It's a vinyl is a solid. I've got to clean my apartment and I don't have time to like scrub through songs kind of vibe because the convenience of having an MP3 is like, oh, I can choose what I want. A vinyl is like, yo, you playing the entire side. Enjoy. So you better have an album you love because that's that's your you're in. Oh, the entire OK. Thing. I, I had not considered that. I might not like that for convenience sake. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I was definitely talking about that in terms of like song arrangement. Like if you, because I like to listen to a lot of '80s music and like Toto and all that. So when I was listening to it, I was talking about it on stream where I was like, some albums, the way they were arranged back in the day, it like took you on a journey. Like you were going (laughs) someplace with how the songs were arranged on the album. Uh, And I love like especially Iron Maiden records for that. But the other thing is like, I feel like when I'm cleaning or doing work and I'm listening on a digital device, I stop to fast forward. But like with vinyls, you're just like, well, um, it's out of my hands now. And there's almost something for me that's like anxiety reducing about that, where I'm like, we're just going to listen to this whole thing and fold laundry because that's what we're doing today, you know? Like it's out mm-hmm. of my hands. All right. Well, now you've convinced me. Now i got to follow up uh, Jesse's text messages and actually order that shit that he uh, recommended me. So see how it goes. Anyways, let's talk some MCU crew. Let's get into this uh, Daredevil casting stuff. Uh, the quote, <laughs> I don't know what Kevin, like who Kevin, Mr. Faggy thinks he's fooling. This quote is something else. The full quote uh, from Cinema Blend, who broke this story, is, if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, if you how were. we see that, when we see that, that remains to be seen. Like what? Come on, Kevin. What are we doing here? Just fucking, 
shit's already been leaked. What are you doing? The same people that will read that comment are the same people that already know that there's leaked photos of him being in Spider-Man as his fucking uh, lawyer, right? I don't, it just seems kind of whatever. Seems whatever. They have a history of not acknowledging their leaks, though. True. Yeah. Like, they just are like, we are, we don't like you. We're not going to trust you. Well, they probably write, you know, we're not going to acknowledge you. I wouldn't be surprised if they blacklist the people that cause those leaks in a lot of ways. Uh, that that would be very uh, corporate of that level to do. But I don't even know where that initial photo came from. Uh, if that was just like a set leak or a someone, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the initial photos came. But he will probably be in that Spider-Man movie here in about what two weeks, something like that. I think is when that comes out. I man, I am like. I don't know what the hell this movie's about to be. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to make, I was thinking about this the other day because they interviewed um, Willem Dafoe and, uh, uh, oh my God, my brain just died. Um, Otto? Who, yeah. Who is the actor who plays Doc Ock? Uh, I think it's just uh, Doc Ock. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> so they just got the actual doctor. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Foxx. Uh, someone in chat will tell me. I literally can't remember his name right now. And Alfred that's a Molina. There you go. You're right. Alfred Molina. I, I great apologize, actor. Anyway, Mr. Molina. Yeah. They inter- they they interviewed the three of them, and the uh, it said like the villains of Spider Man, and I was like, okay. So then all the other villains in the trailer are not being interviewed, and they all appeared to be CG in some way. So. I'm wondering if those are all th- because it seems like too much. You know what I mean? So I wonder if that scene we get where he's like, they're all coming through. If at the end it's like a villain battle Royale, <laughs> instead of it being like, you know, we spent a lot of time understanding Sandman's motivations. Like instead it's just him at the end showing up and there's a fight instead of it being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very important to the story. So I don't know. Yeah. It could be. I, if they're going for like a Sinister Six, though, I would feel like they're going to build up to that, right? And then they'll have like their their anti-Avengers moment where it's the Sinister Six like doing their superhero poses or something on like the top of a building. You would think. But how do they, but how do, they do that without including Vulture? Oh, because he's still in jail? Like, they literally set up at the end of the very first Spider-Man MCU movie. Yeah. They set up like Vulture it's meets probably a prison Scorpion. Break. Or maybe, I mean, how long was he in prison for? Do we know how long is, uh, maybe he's out. It's been a couple of years. No, he's, I mean, he's still like the whole setup is that he's still there, right? I don't know. I don't, like, it just seems, again, it just seems like there's a lot that they'd have to do in this film, which makes me think that we're not going to get any sinister six stuff we might get the start of something like maybe i don't know rather than sending them back to their own reality maybe like alfred molina gets stuck here and then he's put in jail and then like you know vulture and scorpion are like what up bro yeah want to get into some shit i don't know it seems it just seems like so much is happening in this movie i don't know how you can tell this the tale of all the villains plus spider-man plus Doctor Strange, plus Multiverse, plus keep in Peter's, you know, love life and friendships and all the schooling stuff that you know is going to be included, plus J. Jonah Jameson. Plus, like, it seems a lot. Like, yeah. a lot. 
So I feel like a lot of what we're going to see is, you know, like Sandman's in it for five minutes total, that kind of thing. And he's just there because everyone knows he exists. And now we're going to throw him into a fight. Right. I don't. Yeah. I have no clue. <clears throat> Could be the case. Yeah. I don't want to speculate anymore. I just want the freaking movie to come out. <laughs> Where are you guys at? Like high level wise. I'm tired. For this? I, don't, I don't know if I'm like. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think where I'm at. Maybe Eternals like uh, like simmered the hype down or something for me. Or may, I might just be involved in like too many other things where I'm like, yeah, yeah no, I'm going to see that. But I've, I've got, I'm doing a lot right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> might there. Be the case as mentally, well. Yeah, mentally I'm there where I'm like, I just need it to come out at this point. Yeah. Just see it and be done with it. You know? You know how like when people talk about something for too long, does anybody else just get like, Ah, humbug. That's me. <laughs> you can it's reach a point get, for it. Like, yeah. Overexposed. Or I'll reach yeah. a point for it. So, like, for me, I feel like I'm just, like, and I understand that that's, like, our job, which is why we've, like, talked about all the trailers and stuff like that. But I'm also, like, this point, just need to see it and know, because these fuckers haven't told us anything. <laughs> true. That is true. Because I don't see what the harm would be in saying Oh yes, all the all of the all the Spider Man are gonna be in it and da, da, da. like nope. And so we're just still speculating, speculating, speculating. You know, there come to think of it, when you compare it to something like uh Endgame, there really has been like kind of everything leaked in this movie, but you don't know the act like we know the the who, but we don't know the why, right? We know that like there's multiple Spider Men, we know that there's fucking Charlie Cox in it but all but confirmed at this point. Uh, but we just yeah. don't know the why. Um, so that does kind of suck because there definitely hasn't been that I know of uh, or that I can think of off the top of my head. There hasn't been a Marvel movie that's had like this many leaks before the, no. before the movie. Which is why I know that all of those people are actually in it. That's how I know. Because I think it's the bigger a production gets, the harder it is to keep that shit under wrap. Which is incredible when you think back you, to like you have involved. Yeah, to know? end game. Like how the fuck do they keep all that? <laughs> it's wild. But yeah. To a certain extent, we knew everybody who was gonna be in the movie though. So that helped True. like they we didn't have to hide their photos on set and stuff like that. But with this, like, how do you hide their photos on set? And the other thing about Endgame that can't be discounted is that these are all people that I'm pretty sure had at least one or multiple uh, MCU properties under their belt versus a bunch of actors who ha who don't. So right. like when they're tweeting and we're looking at those tweets and we're like, okay, so Vincent D'Onofrio is in the film. It's because like no offense to any of these actors, but most of them are not vetted for MCU stuff. This is like their first MCU thing. And so half of the time these people just be spoiling shit because they don't know how to hide it and i think it was tom holland that would just spoil shit when he first started in the mcu too mm -hmm. right and it got to the point that they would send him on press conferences with other actors and the other actors would be like come no 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 and they would literally put their hand on his mouth i think i think it was i think it was robert Downey jr or no it was benedict cumberbatch at one point put his hand on his mouth because he would just he would just say stuff that they were like Fucking stop, right? Yeah, that became a You're meme. You're not supposed to say that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, because he he spoiled that there was another Spider Man movie before they even announced it. He's like, well, and in the next one, you're going to see that. And I could see his co stars next to him, like, did you just say that there's another movie? And he was like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. And they're all just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, this kid just spoils everything. Yeah. So I think you're having that effect compounded because you just have so many people. And so, like, the scope of this movie is, like, a crossover film. And that just and I, makes the likelihood for leaks increase. It's true. I think that's something that um, <clears throat> we're going to see a lot of. I know that we had uh, the start of Phase 4 seemed like a lot of origin story stuff. Even though one of them was a a time-traveling back kind of, like, not origin, origin story. But whatever the case may be. We have a lot of, like, single-character movies. Um, I listened to an interview the other day with Benedict Cumberbatch about Multiverse of Madness and the way he said it, because someone asked him about solo movies and he starts talking about like, yeah, this is my second solo movie. But the way he starts talking about it, it seems very much like he acknowledges it's a solo movie, but at the same time, it is clearly not. And he says something about like the amount of time uh, each character has on screen. Something like that. And basically, like, it's going to be, like, him and Wanda and, like, all... It's going to be crazy. And I think we're going to see a lot of that well, I think happening. That's, yeah, that's where we're going, right? Like, <clears throat> Marvel's realized and, and known, really, for... They haven't realized. They've known for so long that, like, those team-up movies, you don't just get a Doctor Strange fan. Now you get a Doctor Strange fan and a Wanda fan and a, you know, whatever fan, a Spider-Man fan, all those people compounding into one movie... Uh, yeah. is going to sell a lot more tickets than just like a single movie about Dr. Schuma fans. Yeah. All my Schuma fans out there. It's time. <laughs> the fucking degenerates, the Schuma fans. <laughs> <laughs> I like that eyeball. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, to be honest, like I, I think the crossover films are a lot more fun, right? Like I'll, it, it, the, the interesting part. And I think the reason why the MCU works so well is because it's awesome to see a Dr. Strange and a Spider-Man interact. Or a Doctor Strange and a Wanda interact, right? It's otherwise just like Doctor Strange and random person. Like, I don't care about random person. I want to see like some other superhero talking to another superhero, right? Like, that's cool. It just makes it, it, just makes it more complicated because, yeah. you know, oh, I'm over here like, oh, well, you know, the Doctor Strange verse is we have the Doctor and we have Wong and we have... Uh, Morda, what the hell is that Morda. guy's name? My brain. Yeah, and, and we have them and like, oh, that's a story that should be wrapped up. But we're also going to include this and this and this and this. And Wanda now has that dark hold and like all these different things. And it does always seem like uh, we are. The MCU walks a fine line between Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, if that makes any sense <laughs> to the old people out there. It, it, you know, it's like this could be amazing or we could have 18 villains and none of it be good. Well, and that's the line they walk constantly. Yeah. And I, I think they've always been on the rights to that line, right? Like you saw, we've, we've seen I, them yeah. do insane feats of storytelling where it has quite literally every character from the MCU at that point and every villain, well, a lot of villains from the MCU at that point. Uh, and like they haven't, they haven't gone overboard with it yet. They haven't gone the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So. We haven't had that stinker crossover just yet. We've had a lot of stinker one-offs or like origin stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but 
I I can't think of like a bad movie when it comes to a crossover movie. So, and I don't know if that's just because it's you know a bunch of creative uh, teams or if that's Faggy at the top that that's like leading that charge when it comes to actually being careful with the IP mixing. But yeah. Oh, by the way, we'll see. Um, speaking of Wanda, while we're talking about Wanda, okay. I um, what's up with Wanda, Jesse? What's up with? Uh, well, I don't know, and I don't know. Obviously, we didn't have this show during WandaVision. What? Right? Like we didn't. We oh, we oh yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about WandaVision. I was very offended um, when I was like, "Yeah, we did." We told. Oh, that was just in my head. Sorry. Yep. No. Nope. Yeah. I had those shows every um, Monday in my head. We. So I went back and. I don't know why I did this, but I ended up watching a, there's like, you know, YouTube, different react channel things. Okay. And for some reason I clicked on this react video and I watched it and I was like, oh, I love that. Uh, but then it ha- immediately the immediate follow-up video, cause I wasn't paying attention. It like started playing automatically was people reacting to the episode of WandaVision where Agatha takes her through her past, mm. right? Where she like takes her through the doorways and in that episode, which I clearly forgot, when the Stark bomb lands, uh, Wanda holds out her hand, and Agatha's like, you stopped it from going off. Like, you had the power to... So, I've spent years thinking that Wanda got her stuff from the, the stone testing, but really, what that show was saying is that Wanda always had the, the witch powers. Yeah, she had it innately. And the yeah. stone so just, like, like ampl- amplified it. Yeah, and so now I'm like, yeah. so was she a mutant? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot that. Now I'm, like, in my own head, yeah. like, oh, my God, was she always a mutant? No, she I was a witch. I think it's also why she survived the stone, because don't they yes. show people like... Yes, yep. that's yeah, exactly they just yeah. disintegrate. Yeah. dying. Yeah, and the I reason totally forgot that, that was a plot point. I was like, because she already has power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of she like things brother... she's got in her camp. She's like a nexus uh, entity, right? At least canonically. Uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah. they even say in the show, like they drop nexus all the time. I that's why I was just like, oh, there's every time someone's like, yeah, she's gonna do mutant this and mutant that. And I'm like, actually, technically, mutants aren't in the MCU yet, but like maybe they are. Maybe that's what that show was saying. Like, Wanda, you stopped it without having infinity power. I'm like, yeah, could be. Holy shit. So, yeah, I just, that happened two days ago. And I was just like, oh my God, did I miss this? Yeah. Well, let's, uh, the big question right now, jumping back to to Daredevil, I shouldn't say question, the conversation now about all this Daredevil confirmation with Charlie Cox being back, et cetera. Is this idea of like hard reboot, soft reboot? Do the next Netflix shows count? Is that canonical? Like, what do either of you feel strongly one way? I think I'm okay with it just being canonical. And then they just kind of move forward with character and they pull whoever they want from the Netflix thing. No. And, and that's fine. I, well, yeah, that I, I've, I'm a firm believer. <laughs> like, in... No, fuck Daredevil. It's like, no. Rots. Yes. Rots. That's way too hot. That's no. way too hot of a take. Well, okay, because like they're very, I, they are in a very unique position right now that they can pick and choose. So I don't think they should pull in a DC Comics New Fifty Two where they just throw all of it out and those actors never get work again. Right. But I also don't think they should canonize all of it because some of it was not fantastic, and there was definitely a learning curve there. But I think most of us were just lamenting that 
we I think we thought that Marvel was like going to completely disassociate from those properties and therefore those actors weren't going to get another chance. And I think that was where our heartache was, not necessarily with, oh, these shows have to be canonized and live forever because those shows exist in their own pocket of space and that's fine. It was that, so this means we're never going to get another D'Onofrio Kingpin. This means we're never going to get another Burnthal Punisher. Like, that really sucks because having that character recast for the films is just, just for no other reason than he was in a Netflix series that he killed, by the way. It's such a horrible reason to recast. Yeah. So I hope that Marvel, like, I don't even need them to canonize what happened in the shows. I don't even need them to be like, oh, no, all of that exists. As long as they're open to the idea of the same people playing those characters and then changing the story to fit what they already have or to take it in a direction they want to take it, I'm cool with it. I say freaking go for it. They could also just straight up say like, oh, yeah, that was a variant. All that show was a variant. I mean, bronze, that's the best yeah. take. Absolutely the best take. It, I, I could care less what they say about the past as long as the actors are back because those actors... The, the ones they cast, especially in Daredevil. Daredevil's like, cast was phenomenal. Yeah. Perfect casting. Yeah. yeah. And Punisher was phenomenal. Like there's, there's a lot there to work with. Yeah. And so giving those actors a chance in the MCU, I think is great. And Jessica yeah, it doesn't Henwick, matter. Bring her if, back. Yeah, I don't it, even it think Danny Rand's character was, or actor was bad. I think that, well, that's a whole I nother think, story. Well, but go ahead. Look, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, in fact, I would love it if they gave Danny Rand a shot with a story that wasn't ass. Yes. That's like, what I'm saying. I would be yeah. thrilled about that. Yeah. Um, same, same, you know, uh, uh, you know, same with all the series, you know, I, I don't know that I would canonically like the defenders the way they did it, but like, you know, whatever. Well, it that's, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, the hand, right? Like they need to just redo the hand entirely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, there like, I don't think the hand was, was done of, very well. Uh, the whole Netflix universe. Yeah. But I love what they did with, you know, saying, yeah, we love these actors and we're going to use them. And I don't care if they retcon anything as long as I get to see Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, like, beat the crap out of each other again and have, like, great repertoire. I mean, I'm good. I, I'm good. I, just to see D'Onofrio and, uh, and Spider-Man on, on screen together, like, not even fighting. I think fighting is, like, the... The, the ultimate dream right there but just like chewing yeah. a scene together it fucking be incredible uh because you know in the mm -hmm. comics kingpin and spider-man they have a shit ton of history there's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. between the two of them uh and i think holland and, and d'onofrio would be fantastic on screen together i think any of those actors on screen together would be great um and it sets up you, you know this this whole idea of like street level marvel um they yep. could really push that uh and 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 drive that narrative while also having you know the cosmic bullshit um and go go with different tones for all of those different levels of of uh superhero dumb etc um and now it would my work. dream my, now my dream movie can happen what's that you get daredevil spider-man deadpool one film and wolverine. Get wolverine put wolverine in there oh yeah, yeah. and then wolverine and it's literally just hugh jackman is wolverine it makes yeah. no sense it doesn't yes. matter yeah yeah <laughs> that would be here's, just that would literally be here's the perfect movie the i would dream. have so much fun with that the dream would be they walk into a random bar and hugh jackman is sitting at the bar <laughs> drinking a beer yeah. and then like the episode ends could you imagine the internet 
If the, if that didn't get leaked, the internet would actually. I think that would break the internet. I think it would actually would happen. Be, I think the internet would just shatter. I'd fanboy so hard in a way that I would lose like, my goddamn mind. Not flattering. <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, me it and Aaron would probably be watching that episode together, and afterwards she would be like, "You're a fucking savage. You need to leave this house right now. You need to go. <laughs> you gotta go. You're like foaming at the mouth, like." <laughs> It's those videos of like when young girls would see the Beatles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Except it's a 30-year-old grown come... man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the process? only thing I've kind of come close to having a reaction like that to, which I think hurt the marketing of the film, was at the end of Split realizing it was in the same universe oh, as yeah. Unbreakable. I definitely I had that moment where I was like, at the time. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. I was on a plane watching that movie, and when it happened, I like looked around, like, did anyone else just see that? Because that was, like, I was yeah. blown away. <laughs> I thought everyone on the plane was watching with me for a moment. I was like, oh. I watched it on video on demand, didn't even see it in movie theaters, and was like, this is a, actually kind of an interesting movie. Like, why didn't people like this, you know? And I'm watching it, I'm watching it. At the end, I'm like, ah! Like realizing it was in the unbreakable universe. I was like, he's the Shalaman verse is a thing. Ah! I was just good like, moment. why didn't but they market it with that? Here's the thing. The reason that moment was so good is because no one knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like right. it's yeah. so hard, especially when it comes to something as big as the Marvel cinematic universe to keep shit secret. Um, which is why like the Spider-Man pop off stuff. If we went into that movie not knowing that like Toby and Andrew were in it, that would be, I mean, it's still going to be insane because they haven't confirmed it. It's still going to be awesome to see them on screen, et cetera. But like, if we didn't know that shit was happening. Could you imagine the pop offs and the people losing their mind? They'd be running up and down the aisles. <laughs> It'd be insane. There's, there's a video of uh, from N. Walker. It's a, it's somewhere in India and I do not know where. Okay. But they're like setting off fireworks and like losing their <laughs> minds. And that's I'm gonna let you know. That's what I want. I want to be in yeah. that theater for if all three Spider Men show up. I want to be in that theater. Hundred percent. That would be a riot. I'd be like, yeah. That's why I was get on fire. I, I like. Uh, there was an internal was uh, internal whatever within me when it, when I went to buy tickets for Spider Man. It's like, oh, this is sold out. I wanted to be in that that theater because like seeing marvel movies in a sold out crowd where everyone's invested in the fucking movie is awesome sure when they actually yeah. like freak out at the proper moments they don't fucking talk like that's that's why you go see that stuff in the theater but now with like covid and everything it's like well do i want to get sick and have a bad time or do i want to enjoy this movie for the first few weeks right it's, it's right. tough yeah it's tough it's really interesting because like yeah we you're right, Jesse. We have like a very devoted movie culture in India to the point that Incredible. our most beloved film of all time, Chole, is from the 70s, I think. And we still do annual showings of it in movie theaters, and the movie theater sells out. That's, That's how much we love that movie. Did I? Like that for. For 40 years, we're still just like, every time that movie comes to movie theaters, it sells out because we just like that movie that much. Did I uh, did I tell you about my first I love that. experience I love that. into Bollywood, Bronze? Did, did I no, which movie was it? Me and uh, me and Jericho, we, we do a show on Mondays. Um, 
where we watch just whatever is on Amazon. We do a watch party of it. You mean today? You mean like there's not Monday an episode today? today. Jericho's in Mexico. This motherfucker. I tried to help you. Jericho's in Mexico. Dude, that guy's living a different life. It's just it's different. I want to let you know. I see all his tweets. And yeah, like no, it's just who, a like, different life. His like circles tweets. I'm like these people. Yeah. Damn kids. Yeah. Living 100%. life. 100 percent. Celebrating their Fuck existence. Him. I hate them. Every time <laughs> I like, see him. Every time I see him, I make sure he's grounded. I tell him he's a piece of shit over and over. <laughs> Good. Someone has to. Yes. Anyways, we uh, we decided that we were going to take our first adventure into Bollywood. And we watched. I know it's not a good one, but let me tell you, it was a good one. We we didn't even watch the first one. We watched Doom 2. You know what this oh, is? Oh, Doom. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me fucking tell you. The opening sequence of that film Within 15 minutes, yeah. I was losing my shit. I was just, I was dying yeah. hysterically laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. the next two and a half hours, I was, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. And now I'm yeah. just like, I got to watch more Bollywood films. This is great. What, what's funny is like, even we don't consider that a great film. We consider it an entertaining film. Sure. Yeah. Which is, I think, a lot of the thing a lot of people don't understand about Bollywood. They're like, oh, you guys' films are stupid because you're stupid people. And it's like, no, no, no. We just don't feel like everything has to be explained. Dude. We're just like, yeah. oh, it's a fun movie. It was, Let's just oh, let it go. You know? Jesse, I'm going to just have you seen this movie, Doom 2? Uh, D-H- oh, specifically. I want to let you know, every time I travel overseas, uh, usually on the planes, because you're traveling overseas, they have a selection of, like, not American-made movies. Yeah. That's all I watch exclusively. Oh, my God. So not only have I seen it, I've seen many of them. Dude. And I'm trying to find... I was going to say, what? I was like, there's a whole series. Dude, oh, yes. Oh, I've seen it's... many of them. I was told not to watch crazy... Doom 3 and Doom 1, because Doom 2 is, like, the fucking banger. It's great. There's... What is the name of the movie? It's, like, um... Like a war, like a war epic. Oh, there's a lot of those. Bahubali. Maybe the one where they use like sheets to like fly through the air, like throw guys into like battle and shit. It's, it's there's incredible. One, there's one. Someone sent me a scene of one where these people are on the out there. This army is trying to get inside of this like giant uh, fortress, and they're having a bad time. <laughs> they're not able to do it. So then they like have this. It might have been what you just described. They somehow launch. All of these soldiers that then put the shields the and have a giant yeah. like barrel, and they're just launching these fucking guys. <laughs> and I, it's incredible. Oh it's one of the best. I'm, gonna, scenes. I'm linking this in chat for everyone. Yeah, see, yeah. Ba- is, Bahubali. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, okay. All right. This is it. Oh my god. I love this. This is just the scene. The red blanket. Oh, I've seen scene. this. this is it. This is the thing I'm talking I'm about. Watch this movie. This, audio. this movie is amazing. Save it for later, JP. This movie is fire. The whole thing is wild. This I love. This is the type of movie I love. I go to the movies to be entertained. And frankly, it's the most entertaining shit I've ever seen. I was like, yes. It's great. I think it's the whole I think it's the whole scene. Huh. There's okay. definitely some yeah, the movie's hilarious. There's definitely some things that, as an Indian person, get ashamed of. Which, Bahubali uh, or, or Doom 2? Bahubali, especially. Okay. Yeah, because, like, they have this very much this vibe, it, it, which if you, if you might not even notice it, if you're not dissy, but if you are, then you'd pick up on it right away, where all the good guys are fair-skinned, and sure. all the bad guys are dark-skinned, and they do that sure. type of 
colorism shit a lot. So that part is that I'm like, oh, yeah, so embarrassing. (laughs) There's two wild parts. One, uh, we played. uh, How much do you think this actor's worth? We were off by like tens of millions every single time. There's one that was like hundred million plus uh, in Doom Two. Oh, Indian actors. Just like what the fuck? Oh my god, they're fucking rich so yeah like, they're insanely rich they all have like how... uh, beauty product is all the all the females have like additional uh modeling and like beauty product uh contracts and yeah all this shit. that's because they're just, beautiful. just like yeah. american spoiler well. yeah it's because they're gorgeous yeah they yeah. make a shit ton and of then money half of them are like former miss india's miss universes yes. too yeah. yeah yeah and it's really interesting because like we talk about how in hollywood every it's like very small and everyone like it's all about connections, you know, like, oh, so-and-so is so-and-so's director's daughter. And yeah. even when you look at, like, the MCU, like, Elizabeth Olsen is the Olsen twins' sister. And, and like, so a lot of it is obtained through, like, connections. But, like, India is actually ten times worse. It seemed because that. When I would look them up, they were like, oh, that's this person's husband. And then that's this person's, husband. like, best yeah. friend where they worked on another film together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all there's like four big families in India and they're like all related and yeah, they're worth tens and tens of millions oh, of just dollars. Insane, like, insane own property money, yeah. in Dubai, own like property in New York City. They're like incredibly rich. It's yeah. it's frightening in some ways because they control all the media. <laughs> right, right. Best best thing. Yeah. Here's the best pitch for Doom Two. The guy comes out after it's about, uh, basically it's it's Fast and Furious uh, Bollywood style. Maybe even before Fast and Furious knew that Fast and Fur- Furious was Fast and Furious. So he comes out of this thing after like stealing something inside and he's dressed as a janitor and the fucking like a costume that he's wearing is clearly awful. It just it, like it, it just looks off. So then he's standing over a sewer grate and the cops surround him and walk up to him. They're like, uh, can you give me your ID? Blah, blah, blah. The guy somehow like hits a button, goes in, into the sewer pipe. You don't see him for like 10 seconds. All of a sudden, he burst out of another sewer pipe down the street, water and all. He's got rollerblades on and it starts a chase sequence. And you're just like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, it goes zero to like 2000 within seconds. And it's the it's some of the greatest shit. It's su- It's so stupid and so fun. I had a blast watching it. I was smiling the entire time. Anyways, I don't even know how we got on that subject. Oh, we were talking about being in. I would love to be in some of those theaters watching MCU. Maybe we should all go take a trip to India and watch MCU films and see how it goes. See what the viewing experience is. And then we'll go to like Poland by contrast and watch (laughs) and see how that goes. Got to be a different experience. I feel like in general, we're very excitable people. Like, like watching C-SPAN here and then, like, watching any type of political debate in India, they'll start throwing microphones and shoes at each other. And here, Sounds it's great. like, when they get heated, it's not like that. And I'm like, but some of these people, when they're talking, are you telling me you don't want to throw your shoe at them? I yeah. definitely do. Of course. We bottled there, up we just do it. Civil War. <laughs> we like to really keep it down, bottled well, no, no, down no, no, until we... We don't bottle up until Civil, Civil War. War. We bottled it up until we can get our phones out five minutes after the show's done and go on fucking You're Twitter. You're right. And then we tweet. <laughs> and then Our we're violence assholes is to through each other. words on the internet. Yeah. That's really how we yeah. affect We go to Twitter everywhere. and fucking subtweet people. That's how we... We really change the world through tweeting. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
You guys want to talk some Hawkeye? Should we do episode sure. three of Hawkeye? Yeah. Isn't I there something really liked episode we're not three. gonna talk about the Spider Verse trailer? Because you know, I, I didn't watch it because I thought we were gonna watch, watch it, it on here. Did you watch it, Jesse? Are we gonna watch it right now? Are we gonna is this gonna I happen? thought we were gonna watch it now. That's why I didn't watch it. I could load it up, but the audio is we're gonna have to keep the audio low and slow. Not slow, but <laughs> sorry, I, I turned Texan for a second. Guys, we're gonna grill this something. We're gonna smoke it at two hundred Fahrenheit for thirteen hours. <laughs> On some cherry wood. On <laughs> some cherry. Gotta have that cherry. Gotta have the oak, though. The oak is what makes it. Cherry oak. Well, I don't know about that. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of uh, the, Gotta have that Tennessee style. Uh, we could watch it. Yeah. We could do a react oh. to it if you guys would like. I gotta find the trailer, though. I don't think any of us have seen it yet. I thought we were gonna wait. So, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Let me... Uh, let me... So, this is the second... Jesse, set this up. I gotta, I gotta. What are we watching? What are we about to watch? Well, yeah. if y'all remember, at the end of Into the Spider Verse, uh, as Miles was laying on his bed, um, Gwen shows up and is like, "Miles, yo, you want to do some stuff?" And I think that's the entire setup for what we're about to see. It's literally, straight up, just like the sequel to oh the one thing i do know from everyone tweeting is that they straight up announce in the trailer this is part one of two right which is a ballsy move i love that i love they're just like yo this is a two-parter right out the gate deal with it so amazing what is in it no clue what is uh what the plot is don't have an any idea um maybe it relates to um the extra, the extra credit. What is that? The extra, the bonus scene at the end with uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Mm. At the end of the last part, maybe it has to deal with that. Uh, I truly don't know. I have no idea what this is because I have not watched it. I was waiting for you two, beautiful okay. souls. All right, I think. I, I'm by the way, good. can I just can I just say for the record, um, this conversation we just had is exactly the reason why everyone's hype about Spider-Man and leaking stuff. Because we were like, all right, let's talk Hawkeye. Whoa, never mind, Spider-Man. Well, uh, we I, think, I think Bronze did it because it makes sense. Uh, I mean, you're production right. Production flow-wise. It, yeah. it always makes sense to talk about Spider-Man. That's true. Correct. It's true. All right. Uh, I will say this for everyone watching. The audio will be actually low. The image is flipped. The opacity is down. And that is so this shit does not get fucking claimed to oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> content creation that's content creation in 2021 all right mm. i don't have a fwiz to unban me like ludwig does all right that's only Damn. that's gonna get like, <laughs> only like 10 people are gonna get that comment because different audiences are you guys ready also you two have to sync it up so you gotta open up uh -oh. the video on your own it's all right i'm going to go watch it right now. one right two minute 29 seconds is what i got you want me to send you a link oh into the yes. Spider-Verse 2. Because I'm on Sony Pictures. Oh, this is official trailer number two. Okay, never mind. I'm on the wrong one. You're on the wrong one. You're probably on across. the first one. I'm movie. good now. Yes, yeah, I'm on okay. the right one now. Got it. I'm at yeah. the Marvel Entertainment one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two minutes, 29 seconds. Which one are you at? I, I'm on the Marvel Entertainment one as well. 229? Great. Yeah. Tell me when to press play, dude. All right, here we go. And. Wait, oh, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. We're doing on, five, on, four, three, two, one. start. For everyone watching okay. on chat. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, start. Well, oh, that's already too loud. 
What's the music? Oh, okay. It's DMCA, the song. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is directly the end of mm -hmm. the last movie. I haven't seen this movie in a hot minute. The animation, I forgot. Miles. Aww. I just realized closed captioning doesn't work because it's flipped. I love this already. Whoa. I mean, okay. So now we're going to the different parts of the Spider-Verse rather than the Spider-Verse coming to us. I guess, right? yeah. That's kind of what that means? Yeah. October 7th, 20... Ah! They literally were like, prepare yourself for the future. That... I forgot how much I enjoy the animation in that. that yeah, was... no, that I'm right okay. there with you. Oh, good. Dude, the entire time, like, before I was starting to watch, I was like, I don't know if I want to, like... <sighs> It, it animation is what i don't remember it that well it like arcane is like so it fucking just looks so goddamn good i don't know if i'm gonna be able to enjoy another animated movie and then that oh, that that just looks great i'm into that its art style is so like the way that the characters look and interact and the way the the art direction's done is so good and i am curious based on the little bit that we saw of them try if like every world is gonna have a different art style mm -hmm. and that could be a real that could be treat. wild yeah yeah i'm excited for that that was great God, in you, my uh, mind it yeah. will because each of the spider-verse characters had a very right. distinct art style right mm -hmm. and the thing to think about too like that first movie they did because they only did each character from a like a monetary perspective they saved a lot of money from not having to do an entire fucking world. Now right. they're like, oh, we actually made money with this and it did well commercially. So let's pump in a shit ton of money <laughs> to do this and let's do entire worlds, uh, which I'm about. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that on a, like the fact animation takes a very long time and especially animation of that quality. So the fact that they're able to do like entire worlds of that quality is going to be 
very impressive. It'll be insanely, obscenely impressive. Are we about to enter a like a Haley Seffield like renaissance? What? Is that what's because that girl is oh everywhere. oh right yes yeah, she's also playing Gwen isn't she? She's Gwen. Yeah. She was speaking of Arcane. She was Vi in that. Yeah. She's in Hawkeye. I think we're already in it. I think I think we're already I think, in. The, yeah, I think we're just like. I think the Variety article Hollywood's next hot girl is coming out here pretty soon because <laughs> she's I, already oh everywhere. God, she's in everything. Yeah. 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 She she's a very good voice, like not just actor, but voice actor as well. Like it is, uh, man. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. That looks good. Uh, what do we think about it being two parts? Is uh, like, is that Sony throwing up their hands, being like, "All right, look, this is going to be way too much of a story to tell in a single film." Also, we can double dip and make a little bit more money on this. I guess it makes sense. I'm okay with it making sense as long as it's not like super staggered release. Like, I think it's one year later. Okay, that's not. I think that's the generally accepted time frame mm-hmm. yeah. for something like that. That makes sense. Honestly, I am like, in. I'm. I love when you know you can commit to we're going to have a follow-up that's going to be the continuation of a thing rather than like, we're going to do a second one. Then the third one's like its own movie. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of like, Oh, instead of uh, it being technically like a two and a half hour movie, we're going to get a four hour double feature kind of thing. I'm right. fine with that. I think it allows for um, the creatives to really flesh out a story rather than them trying to compress everything into one movie and hope they get another one it's very um lord of the rings right where they were like look dude we're gonna give you three movies don't stress it we're gonna give you three yeah and i think that's you know it's a brave thing for a studio to do because studios are not they don't do that stuff that's just the thing they don't do not do so you know and i'll never call studios brave except for this one case when they're like yeah all right we'll let it happen which means they must have a lot of trust in those people uh who are running the the ship there so yeah I hope I hope for good things. You know, obviously, is it a cash grab? Obviously, that's what all movies are. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not yeah, pretend. Yeah. That's what everything is. But uh, you know, I I hope for the consumer side we get something that we can really love. So I'm down mm-hmm. for it because first Spider Verse movie was great. You don't. So. There, there's no reason <clears throat> that that has any MCU tie-in, right? Like Madam, I would love it if Madam Web doesn't show up in that. And then, like, she's the same actress or same voice actor, but now also acting in, like, the MCU or something. I like, would, would that be the tie-in? Love it if they ended up, even for a brief moment, in the Tom Holland spider I was thinking MCU about that, universe. but I don't know how they would do it because it would be like... Just animated Tom Holland. Yeah, I guess that's how you would do it. And It'd they don't have, have to make animated. it a big thing. They just end up there for, like, five minutes, five, ten minutes, and then they move on. Or, and I'd be like, yeah. ah, and that'd be fine. They show up at like the end of the uh, the the movie where like the multiverse is breaking or whatever. Yeah. 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 Because I, I guess know. the whole that's the whole point of it, right? Is that we're about to get get wild, especially if they're going to add Venom and and uh, you know add that to the MCU, even though it's like its own weird I, thing. Did you have you and, did you either of you watch the new Venom? Yep, by the way, it was up on HBO the yes. other day, and I was like, no. eh, should I watch this? I don't know. I, don't, uh. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm um, either. now that it's on watch video movie, on demand, I might, I might see it. Bronze, you're going to watch my movie. Hmm? You're going to watch my movie, Bronze. You, 
you sound like Yoda tipping over into Venom. That, <laughs> Am I yes. wrong that's, with that? That's literally what his <laughs> voice is just deeper Yoda. That's the good. That is literally Venom's voice in those movies. They were like, Tom Hardy, give us a Venom voice. And he's like, mm, Venom I am. They're like, lower, lower, lower. He's like, mm, Venom I am. Like, Perfect, Tom. You nailed it, buddy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I, might, I might need to check that out. I think it's on HBO Max. I think you just straight up watch it. I don't know if you have to but buy like, it. You probably do. But yeah. Anyways. The end of the movie, again, that bonus scene, literally Venom recognizes Spider-Man. Right. And it's Tom Holland's and Jay Jones. It's yeah. so like, I don't know what the rules are, man. I don't know how it works. They're just kind of making it up as money goes along, you know? You are right. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. As money goes along. Yeah. yeah that's how that stuff goes. But, so true. Yeah, that trailer looks good. So I'm true. excited for that. I, I'll mm-hmm. I'll watch them go through the fact that the fact that my like ten year old brain is seeing Spider Man 2099 in a fucking film is just kind of breaking me. Like I haven't adjusted from that yet. Uh, so that's a thing. Now all I'm we curious need... how they're gonna do that because that was like the Edge Lord Spider Man. Yeah, that was like dude. His were, costume was were fucking like... sick. It was badass. Yeah, yeah. had all the spikes. I was like the the angry spider-man yeah. spider-man that like your mom wouldn't love yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's true it's great it was the edgelord era that's exactly right baby mm-hmm. all right now let's talk our bronze sorry i didn't uh, we moved right along and you were the one that wanted to watch the trailer any uh any other thoughts yeah. on the trailer no it looks cool i like i i like it i don't know i think it's just such a fun movie that i i, I have some I think I'm alone in the camp of having some hesitation about it being broken into two parts. Yeah. But that's just because I really hope they give us a fully contained story in the first one. Yeah. The second one is like, you're right. hundred percent. Like I just get nervous when there's like two parts to a film. Cause like a lot of times that doesn't They're going to cliffhanger it. Right. They're going to, they're going to get the story. Do a giant cliffhanger, and then we're gonna have to wait a year. That's how that's gonna go. It's 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 very much like uh, Harry Potter, yeah. Announcing the last movie is gonna be two movies, and so all it was was one movie of story, and then one movie of one battle, and that was it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. They, they do that like, often. So you have they, right to. They be don't worried. have enough. Usually, they don't have enough content to make two films. So one film ends up suffering, and like mm-hmm. even with it, I just loved the first part. And then dislike the second part of that so much. And I've experienced that so many times that I'm like, ah, two part movies. Like usually my hackles come up with that because one film is almost always a lot better than the second part. Well, it also, it gives you something to compare immediately, right? Like your brain immediately goes, oh, I like the first one better. Oh, the second one's better than the first one. Right. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's human nature. Ultimately is you immediately draw comparisons between the two. But if I have faith that anyone, I feel like they kind of earned uh, kind of what Teka, what Jesse said. That first one did so well that hopefully they can just like make two great parts or two great films. And then when you go back and rewatch it, it's just one film. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. cut. It, and there's no credits. It just bleeds right into the second film. So we will see. We will see. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Hawkeye. Episode three. Bronze, I think maybe we should start with you. <laughs> Did episode three win okay. you over? Are you are you still not on board with the Hawkeye? Episode three 
is once again selling me on this two part thing where I think episode one and two should have been one fucking episode, episode and that yeah. they spread it into two. Because based off of how three went, I was like, this is the same fucking show. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh. I felt like three was you got head and shoulders. Yes. There was like three actually moved the plot forward and established a better like. And I, I know I was really hard on episode one and two, but I feel validated in that coming into three because I'm just like, no, episode one and two should have been one episode. I feel like when they dropped two episodes at once, they just filled it with a bunch of stuff I really did not care about. And in this one, like that first 10 minutes with Echo, I was like, how did they establish this relationship so rapidly, non-verbally, half of it on camera so quickly? Clearly, the writers are capable of it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. nothing felt like it stretched out. Nothing felt like it was like they, they explained things they didn't need to explain, especially with the time jump. Like you see her as a kid and you see her as an adult. And you understand, okay, so her dad was a small-time criminal. Ronan killed her dad. This this was, like, to all the people that are like, I don't know what she means by over-explaining. This is what I'm talking about. Episode 3 does not assume that you are so stupid you cannot fill in that her dad was a small-time criminal and that Ronan killed her dad. Like, it's just there. Like, you see it, you can draw your own conclusions, and you know why she's after Ronan now. I also want to say that first five minutes also just like broke me. Like when she's like, I thought I was going to go to the deaf school. And he's like, I can't afford it. Yeah. I was so sad. Like I was just like, this is so sad. And I feel like the episode talks so much about accessibility in a way that doesn't feel like it's trying to beat you over the head with it, but rather pointing out like these little things you take for granted how hard that is. And my good friend Vicken was telling me how his barber is, is deaf and that like, it's so cool that he will FaceTime his wife and they will sign to each other. And I was like, I never even thought about that, but FaceTime must have been a game changer. Yeah. Like, because you can't, so like seeing Hawkeye go through that in the episode where he literally can't hear his own son on the phone. Like, it's something that you take for granted. And like, having Haley Steinfeld's character, having Kate Bishop like help in that showed that like in some ways she's capable of being empathetic and seeing other people's struggles because he specifically says at one point that she's a spoiled brat who's overconfident, which is how I felt like coming in from episode one when I said like, well, it's really hard to like her character right now. And people were like, oh, well, what do you mean? And I understand that take, but like, I love that Hawkeye acknowledges it in episode three where he's like, you're overconfident. You don't like think about other people and you know, you're, you're just oblivious. You're, you're spoiled brat. And then like her finally kind of starting to come down and be like, Oh no, I am a little <laughs> bit was like, I think for me a big moment where it was like, okay, so she is growing. And that means I am liking her Character more and growth, more and yeah. more. Yeah. Cause episode, if she was the same person, she was in episode one. It's even hard in places in episode three, but then she immediately realizes she's being an ass. And that's where you feel vindicated. Like, that's where you feel like, okay, so I like her because she's doing something asshole-ish. And then she realizes she's doing it and she stops. And, you know, for me, it was that subway scene where he says to her like four times, like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You just need to trust me. I can't hear you. And she's still like talking to him and they're cutting to like, him where he can't hear her and i'm like 
girl, he's told you six times. He can't hear you. And then when they're on the subway and he's repeating everything she just said, like, we should take the dog for a walk. And she sits there and she like smiles. It's a cute moment where she's like, he, he really can't hear me. Yeah, she he's not it. being an ass. He's not ignoring me. And the way that she's just like patient in that moment. And she like nods her head and she like kind of laughs. I was like, she's starting to pick up on like, he's not just being an ass. Sometimes he is. Sometimes he takes out his hearing aid just so he doesn't have to listen to her. And they show that later, <laughs> later <laughs> on. But, you know, so I loved episode three. Yeah. I episode think... three has me sold on the rest of the series. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're on board. Uh, <laughs> first off. Uh, secondly, I, I think, uh, agree with everything that you said and, and we'll double down on the idea that I felt like this was the first moment where we got to see Renner act in the MCU. Uh, like he was actually able to straight up act. Like I, I've seen Renner in so many other films, uh, like Hurt Locker where he's fucking phenomenal. And like, he steals every scene that he's in, in that movie. And it, you're just immediately glued to whatever his character's doing. Um, but he never like had the ability to do that. I think because his, uh, his character just never has the ability to do that. He's Hawkeye. He's, he's with a fucking group of superheroes and he's a normal dude. Um, and so like this episode specifically, I think that we finally got to see Jeremy Renner act and man, he was fantastic. Uh, and, and both him and, and Haley Seinfeld just bounce off each other so well. Um, and this entire episode. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And I thought they handled, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways that that opening and really the the entire episode could have gone when it came to addressing um, him being deaf and how they handle that and, and even Echo's character. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that wrong. And I think they did everything right in that. And it seems like um, that's also being celebrated by the I haven't seen anyone really hark on them doing that part wrong. And so I'm glad to see that's the case as well. Um, it seems like episode three was the one that kind of solidified that like, OK, they got something going on here. We'll see how this goes. Uh, there is obviously some bigger moments in terms of the larger MCU within the episode before we get to those, though. Jesse, your thoughts on the episode as a whole? Uh, I think the two of you said everything that needs to be said, but I would like to add that, uh, one, the tradition of Christmas song used for background during <laughs> sneaky and or fighting bit continues. <laughs> Love it. And that car chase was great. That car chase was great dude that was like a weird like, one shot situation yeah I've, i had just so forgot good. about that till you mentioned it and the and the 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 fact that they like straight up roasted every arrow that hawkeye has <laughs> yeah. and they like straight up showed every single one like this what this arrow does i loved that and i love that she was like oh you have this arrow it's exactly exactly the moment they needed i loved every bit of that and Pim that scene alone that scene alone established the camaraderie between the two of them it established that he knows she can shoot and he respects her for that and then she you know learns more about him and that's why that subway scene where she's like we should do this this and this and he doesn't hear her and then he says we should do this this and this and it's the same things they are now a team yeah and that's great and i can't mm -hmm. wait to see what the rest of the episodes have in store for us very excited mm -hmm. uh yeah this is gonna be this is a fun series i'm having a blast Again, I think it's insane that this is the same world where a man is in the Pacific going like, well, hold on, Jesse. But like, it, whatever. It, look, we saw the Pym arrow, okay? He could shoot the guy in the giant sea with the Pym arrow, and it would probably hurt, okay? And the arrow became, 
destroy the bridge. Yeah, also, destroy yeah, the, they the property damage alone, terrifying. Yeah, we're like, whatever, doesn't you know, matter. Loved that's every the thing, bit of like, how is the, that was one thing that maybe I have a little bit of issue with is just the fact that that bridge is destroyed. There's no way it's not. And they're how not they being chased arrow? by like the entirety of the U.S. government <laughs> I would love if there was a show called like Therapists of the NCU. There was, and it's there just was like, a show that was supposed to come out on, so, uh, I think it was a DC show where the entire show was them cleaning up superheroes messes, but it got canceled after the first season. Um, there's a, there's a comic called Damage like, Control, I think as well, that's in the MCU that deals with that. Yeah. I, I, I do think that's where superheroes like Miss Marvel come in, you know, where, or even, um, her entire like young Avengers group because they're the ones that are supposed to care about that. So I think it reinforces that idea of like, Hey, people use this bridge to get to work. But yeah. I actually like, like what my favorite takeaway from that scene, Jesse was that um, first of all, you get more of Hawkeye's personality, which somehow they couldn't write in for the life of them prior to like just him being like, we're not busting up the 72 challenger. Like yeah. right there. You just know more about him. And it's it's a two-second line. And then he's like, and the fucking car gets totaled anyway. Like, like there is you're learning so much about him just from that. And yeah. somehow they did not have any of those tiny little throwaway lines for him prior to now, like where that's established. The other thing I really like is that this kind of talks a little bit about what we were talking about, I think, last week or the week before with Batman, where it's like here's these small time criminals and then like Batman just comes and like breaks all their, you know, <laughs> bones and leaves. And we have that where Ronan comes in. Like we see that this dude echoes dad doesn't seem for all intents and purposes, like a horrible human being that's murdering people, you know, like they're obviously involved in some type of car chop shop deal. And that's it. Did he deserve to die for that? No, no, that's ridiculous. That's really sad and sick. And so I kind of like that it's kind of pointing that idea of like, well, are all criminals equal is is, you know, someone that eats people, an actual serial killer, the same as like someone who is selling illegal car parts, you know, no. And they don't deserve the same punishment. And it's ridiculous. And then having Kate Bishop slowly starting to go through that process with how deadly the arrows are, where it's so clear that that Hawkeye has learned that lesson where Clint has learned that lesson of like, no, pull your punches, like throw putty at the tires. Like these are just small time criminals, but also that he understands why they want revenge because he knows that his reaction or I should say Ronan's reaction back there was not right. And that these people have every right to want to kill Ronan. Even him going in there, it's not to say, how dare you come after Ronan? It's like, Hey, don't come after this kid. Like, she's not Ronan. I understand y'all wanting to kill Ronan. That makes sense. But, like, she's not Ronan. Right. It's not, he, he's not infiltrating that group to, to bust them up or to, or to arrest them. He's literally infiltrating it to throw them off her scent because I think in some ways he thinks they're justified in their reaction. Can I, can, can I, you blew my mind while you were talking. My mind got blown because I realized, you know, JP, you were talking about Jim Renner as an actor. And, you know, they're letting him do his acting chops. At some point in the next three episodes, Clint must come to terms with the fact that in the first three episodes, 
he has never once admitted to being Ronan. Yeah, he's he's afraid to. And, and to he, it. and I think so. Yeah, because he did the things Bronze was talking about. Like he killed people that didn't deserve to die, and he did. He was he was not in the right headspace. He did some messed up things. He went around the world murdering people. <laughs> And I think he's afraid to admit that to himself. I think he's afraid to admit that to his family. I think he's afraid to well, like, his wife, look his kids in the eye. His wife yeah, knows like, I don't... 100%. Doesn't she? No, we it have se- no reference It seems to that. like him and his wife like share literally we everything. We have no reference of that. But you might be right. Maybe, they, maybe she I doesn't. I think he probably hid that part of his life. Oh, wait. She was gone. They, she got blipped. Yeah, when they came oh, back, right. he was an Avenger again. You're yeah, right. Yeah, dude. I think he is not acknowledging that part of his life Wait, and chad, that's a huge plot point for him chad does say she asked him if he got the suit so either All she's right. keeping her or she he's keeping the maybe idea of like know, what the suit was from her yeah maybe she doesn't know what he did i don't know but it we've seems never, like he tells we've everything. never we seen don't them know. have that conversation though we, we've never seen like, clint admit that he's ronin to anyone at this point is, is yes, the major point yes yeah on screen, we've never seen it happen. Yeah. And I think that needs that there needs to be a moment, and it'll probably happen, you know, between our two main characters that he yeah. will talk to her about, like, this is what that suit means. This is what I did. That'll probably be like an episode uh four to five or like five to six thing where like they'll be in a yeah. room with Kingpin or something, and Kingpin will be like, You're Ronan. And then Haley Steinfeld will realize, like, oh, you're actually a fucking mass murderer. You're a crazy person. Yeah, there's got there has to be a moment. And then there's the, yeah, that's how they're going to wrap this up, most likely. Yeah, because yeah, that's, I think, that's super cool. And also, because at this point, Clint as a character now has two, uh, uh, two people trying to kill him. At the end of Black Widow and now with yeah. Echo, there are two people who want him dead because of what he did as Ronan. So he needs to confront that as a character at some point, which I think is like mm-hmm. super cool. I cool. think that's very cool. And I'm excited well, for that. It makes infinity war. Answer, make sense with, with his, his answer to her is very interesting when he, when she says, well, why do these people hate Ronan? When Kate Bishop asks that, right? His answer or no, 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 no. Sorry. When echo asks, um, what happened to him? His answer is very interesting. He says, Oh, Black Widow killed Ronan. Right. Like, it's a very diplomatic answer in that, you, like, you kind of understand that it's, I don't know. It's like that, what, you, what do you call it? Like, a lie by omission? Like, that's te- that's technically yes. true. But, like, you're alive, and it's like, yeah, but that part of me is dead. And it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. But, like, at some point, you know, you have to acknowledge that you did this horrible stuff. Right. And once again, I think we see that in that, he when he talks about even to Kate later about why they're after Ronan and why they're after that suit, he still talks about it almost in the third person. Like, oh, yes. well, Ronan went and and did all this stuff to them. And so, of course, they justifiably want revenge. And the way he phrases it, and like I said, the way he pulls those dangerous arrows, because it's so clear he doesn't actually want to hurt them, it is very clear that he actually sides with the tracksuit mafia in that context like he is on their side of like oh they yeah them wanting ronin is completely fine them coming after you for thinking you're ronin is not but them wanting ronin i i don't have any beef with that that makes complete sense to me and so at some point he's gonna have to confront especially with the character like echo who's so sympathetic of like yo i killed your dad over yeah he has to own up to all of it like that car parts 
Yeah. Over That's nothing. That's character arc. Yeah, he needs to be like, I am Ronan, rather than Ronan was this guy. Yeah, he that like that's a character arc for him, and that's his growth. And I think because like, you know, every maybe his wife knows, but does his wife know that he murdered like a thousand dudes? Like, I have no clue. Could he uh, tell her that? Some level, he's never seen that moment. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. On some level, he does know that. Like it's somewhere in the back of his mind because when they're talking about suits. I picked up on two things. Ronan wore a hood and she says, you should wear a hood. And she, you could see he's like uncomfortable about the whole thing. I don't know if I'm reading too far into that. And then he says something about how his wife would divorce him if he put on that suit. Like he plays it off as a joke, but it's also very clear that like he has some reticence to change his costume. Maybe I'm reading too far into it, but I, I read it as like, Oh, he, he doesn't want to like last time he changed his costume, it was really bad and he doesn't want to do that again. But then there's a line later on in that conversation that I think is very strong where he says, I'm not someone to look up to. Like on some level, he knows that he has done some shit. And that was part of his camaraderie with black widow is that she also viewed herself as not someone to look up to. And that mm-hmm. both of them have tried to spend their entire careers to be not noticeable, to be like shadow operatives, to not stick out. And he does not feel comfortable stepping into the limelight and being a hero for this kid because he knows he has blood on his hands. And as much as he sits here and tries to disassociate from that character and be, it's very clear he's like turned the suit into the embodiment of that. Like, oh, well, I didn't do those things. Like, I did those things like that suit did those things. This character did those things. And that's why he seems so reticent to change his look, because that scene to me read as like very like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I I think like to me, I derived a lot of meaning from that where he's just like, no, like, no, we're not changing the suit. I'm not wearing a hood because if you think of it through that lens. Last time he wore a hood and last time he changed his suit, it was all bad. It was not good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it wasn't a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier, but I, I think uh, I think that th- all of this happening is such a good way to flesh out how um, how good of a story Infinity War was by actually like going into this Ronin stuff. Because I think there were bits of Infinity War where it's like, man, I wish they would have delved into that a little bit more. But this movie's already fucking way too long. <laughs> it's already two parts. And so now that we're going back and. A lot of phase four is, is there's so many things. There's so many callbacks. And we've talked about that before, how they're like, they've gone back to the blip multiple times and talked about the ramifications of that and all of that type of stuff. And so now that we're getting more uh, about the Ronin aspect, I, I think is awesome. I'm really into it. And I love that they've given us uh, the TV shows, you know, for being ups and downs and all over the place. I love that the TV shows take the time to delve a little deeper. And because in the movies, We've only seen, like, a great example is when everyone comes back, when everyone blips back. In the movies, all we got was the comedy version from Spider-Man. Right. The basketball team just shows up. (laughs) And then in WandaVision, we get, like, the terrifying version where literally people appear in a hospital and it's chaos. It's all tonal, yeah. I think being able to, like, see every, you know, aspect of the MCU and it being done through the TV shows, it, it... They're doing expanded universe very, very well. And that it's not like, 
here's a bunch of crap that definitely 100% is going to tie into something in the future. They're like taking things that already exist and expanding on it rather than like, this is all set up for, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited about what they're doing with it. And, you know, they take shows like Loki and they kind of like amp up everything else that already exists. And so huge. I mean, I, I love, I, so far Hawkeye, I was like, this is going to be my least, I expect the least out of the show. And I've been like very happy with what they're doing. I've with been a character that like is kind of a bland, boring character. I, They've made that character super fun. And I'm very excited. So I, I do want to say that, and this actually solves a lot of the issues that I think Bronze had with the uh, the show so far in the first two episodes being so, like so much setup. I think that when this was originally filmed, this was a movie. Oh yes, and then yeah, this and is... now they're like, wait a minute, we need people to come back to Disney Plus for six weeks. We need to fill a certain amount of time and not just like a one and done situation. Oh no, no, this subscribe. is JP. It's a hundred percent a movie. It's six episodes, <laughs> and like each episode literally just bleeds beautifully into the next one. Not saying that a lot of TV shows don't do that. It feels like a movie to me. No, this is this is one. So one of the many like. I literally did this with our YouTube Red Show. One of the many things that exists is like straight up, they will be like, okay, um, what is your pitch for this thing? And then you just create a movie and then chop it up. Yeah. And that's exactly what, you're absolutely right. And then when it's chopped up, then you can flesh it out a bit more and add stuff to like make it 40 some minutes per episode. Right. But, oh yeah, absolutely. This is straight up just a movie cut up into pieces. Was it going to be a movie originally? I don't know about that, but I know for sure this is like the it, the, the script was a movie script. They broke up into six episodes. Absolutely. It definitely has yeah. all the beats of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think like for me, it's one of those things where in the first few, in the first two episodes, it definitely felt like the way they distributed the content. I was like, I, said, I was looking at the clock where I was like, this is really spread out. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the other disconnect for me is I like I like shows that are almost like D and D games where um or almost like uh like the wolf you and Cubsella. Like I love like I loved Mandalorian. Right. And a lot of people sure. hated the way it was chopped up, but that is not a movie. The first season, that no. is not a movie that's it's chopped. A, that it's is a western. like it's a western yeah, show. Yeah, that's ten very small, very like half of the loose ends are not tied. It's just like, well, we did this thing. Now we're off. Da, 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 and you move on <laughs> to the next one. And I, I love that. I, I actually love, I think I'd like season one the most because of that, you know? Mm. So like switching from that style to like, you know, this movie style show, I feel like the editing or the pacing in the first two episodes was I wish we had gotten some of those throwaway scenes in episode three and some of the good scenes from three in episode two, because I think they needed to start selling us on Clint and Kate in episode two. But I feel right. like because I stuck with three, but I just I wonder how many people are going to stick until three. But if you were like me and you just weren't a fan of the first two episodes, I will be the first to tell you three is worth checking out. Because the issues you had with one and two will probably be absent from three if they were the same Bronx? issues that I had. Yeah. Did you have the same, because I, I had the same issues you had with the first two episodes of WandaVision, where I was like, yes. this is such a yes. slow burn. Like what? I and then like they it. like, eek, cranked it up. But the first two episodes yes. felt like, 
All right. There was one weird thing that happened, and the rest of it was like a goofy comedy. And I'm not sure what this is that I'm watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had the exact same WandaVision thought. Yeah, yeah. Wand- WandaVision was like, I did not understand the hype. When I, 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 there was a moment where I was like, do I not like MCU stuff anymore? <laughs> I remember actually telling you all that, where I was like, I don't, I had, re- I thought maybe I'm burnt out. Maybe I don't like MCU stuff anymore. Yeah. Cause everybody was just like losing their shit over WandaVision. I was watching it as it aired and I was like, the first two episodes, especially, I was like, are, is this what we're losing our shit over? Like, I just don't understand it. And then there was a movie that came out, I want to say, right after that. I was like, oh, no, I still love MCU stuff. But I legit was like, am I bitter? Am I one of those grognars that just, like, hates everything that comes out? What a grognar. (laughs) Well, you know, like, people are always like, oh, you know, they just hate everything. And I was like, "Uh, maybe. But then even, like, the first episode of Captain America and Winter Soldier, I was like, I loved it. I was like, oh, yes, this is so cool. Okay, no, I don't hate mcu stuff i just didn't like that but the first two but the difference is the first and i will say this i think i like the first episode of falcon winter soldier more than any of the other episodes because <laughs> that yes. first episode yes. felt like a movie it was so good yes yes i was at the edge of my seat freaking yeah. out the i was like ah i was so excited i loved it it had everything i wanted in a first episode i loved the side characters you yeah. know, I loved everything about it. I really loved that first episode. And and then, like, there were other parts of the series I didn't like as much. But that first episode, I was like, yes. It came out swinging. This is yeah, what, it was great. Yeah, this is what a, a movie about Sam should be like. I'm happy that this movie is here. Yeah. But then, I even like the pickup, like the Ford pickup commercial style bits where it's like, I'm Bucky and I'm on a boat. <laughs> We're barbecuing America. I was like, yeah. It's actually, it's all that, but in Russian. Uh, believe it or not, that's how that would go. Yeah. I'm on a boat in barbecue. I'd like to make American. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then I think um, I think the way they did Loki, I think they sold. Uh, yeah, he's not a fan of Russians. Apparently. No, no, don't uh, look. We've Hello, trained him very well. We're not going to have any spies Hello. in this house. Do you like Bork? Bork, <laughs> huge fan. Have you seen my bird? Dog, do you know where he'll, my bird is? He'll kill any birds he sees. He's a trained any, bird killer. Any bird? Any bird? Not my bird. I'll put whips on my hands <laughs> and come. Now I just want to see a fucking bird. <laughs> <laughs> the next villain. I mean, I'm on board. I'm on board. Here's my board. <laughs> Amazing. I, all I'm saying is, if I could just get an entire, there has to be like something on YouTube with just clips of him being like, "Where's my board?" I'm gonna look that up. You should just have a fun uh, podcast. I'm looking this up. You should do one of those <laughs> uh, fan edits where we. I guess maybe we should do one of those fan edits where we retell Iron Man 2, but we do all the voice acting and just mute the film. Be incredible. Oh, my God. Like the voiceovers. You know, yeah. those somebody from Jesse's chat, Bill and I, like I said, I still wonder what happened to the criminals who got snapped. And now I'm like, yeah, does it count towards your sentence? Like if you're There's... like, you're in jail for 12 years Ooh, and you get snapped, does it count? Point. Or is it like, well, no, here's... you start like what happens? Here's also the other thing to think, but you can even take it one step further. What about the people that were doing crimes when they got blipped? Like if they were fucking murdering people or they were like robbing something when they got blipped. That'd be a great start to a show 
someone blips back in and they're just like stabbing the air. <laughs> I'm still I'm still concerned about people who got blipped on planes in the middle of the sky. They what said, happened they to said, them, yo? They already said. They already cl- clarified yeah, that they were they all able that. to land. Yeah. They were all able to land in what? Yeah, it was know. a problem the solved the by. Crashed. It was Banner that solved that problem, right? Didn't he come up with the solution for them? I don't. They I explained remember. it. He said that everyone was safe or something. Like, yeah, like he did it. He, I just. Oh yeah, Hulk snapped them a... into a safe spot. Is what they said. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just man. Yeah, that's yeah. The world was a uh, the com- that's a complicated thing. Thanos did. Well, yeah. Here we are. Uh a little bit of uh, breaking news, I guess you could call it. We were talking about Venom and Spider-Man earlier. Um, Collider did an interview with Kevin Feige. And they asked him uh, to speak about the inspiration for putting Venom into the MCU. And he said, uh, you look at the obvious comic, comic connotations between Venom and Spider-Man, and it is inherent. So the minute Sony made their Venom movie, and it worked as well as it did, and Tom Hardy became as iconic as he became as Venom. I don't know if he, that's real. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Then the well, obvious question the, he could is... become iconic. True. He says, then the obvious question is, how do we start to merge them? So, I feel like that's going to stick gonna around be a post-credit for a while. Scene. It's post-credits for, for this Spider-Man movie, right? Right? Here's the thing. Just like... Uh, um, oh, God damn it. Jer- just like Jeremy Renner is an incredible actor, and he had not the greatest stuff to work with uh tom hardy tom yeah. hardy yeah it's fucking insanity levels of acting. very good yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Very and good. so if he gets like a great script to work with and like he's able to actually mm-hmm. act and like chew some scenes up i'm on board i'm fucking although on board. although tom hardy <laughs> had amazing actor but he boy does he love to dip back into the bane well and like yeah. every every voice, like if he does a character with a voice, it's like slightly into the. And so all I'm saying is, go watch Peaky Blinders. Tom Hardy's character is a. He's gonna be in season I six. Lo- I love that character. Incredible. Have you but seen like, uh, Ronson? Was- by the way, I think it's Ronson. What's his Ronson? What was the film chat where he plays like the entire thing? Not Ronson. Bronson. I, I forgot the B. Oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. Dude Fantastic. is an amazing actor. Yeah, but I love, he always goes into that, like, ridiculous, like, and then I'm going to talk like this for a little bit. <laughs> That's right. This well, is acting. I, think, I love it. I, I love it. some of that is because these people keep fucking having him voice act. Right. And if you yeah. watch his style, like, back from, like, even before Batman, when he played Bane, right? Like, he tells, a, he does a lot of acting with his face. Like a shit. Yes. There's some people who don't, but he is not one of those people. A lot of his acting is done with his face and non verbally, right? Yeah. So putting a mask on that guy is almost unfucking fair because <laughs> that's not the type of acting that I've seen him shine in personally. But when it comes to like if you give him access to his full kit, like he'll he'll turn it. Even in, he's one of my favorite characters in Peaky Blinders, and he plays a total yeah. ass in that show. But he kills it. He's great though. He's he's given his whole kit to use and do a very good job with. And it, someone brought up Mad Max. Same deal. Even if you give him a nonverbal role, he will kill it. Even if he has two lines in the whole film, because he's he's a facial actor. But then these people keep having him voice act, you know, as as Venom or as Bane. And and to a certain extent, 
I just don't think that's fair because that's not necessarily his skill set. There are some people who can do voices and can act. I personally don't consider Tom Hardy one of those actors. I don't understand why they didn't just have him do Eddie Brock and have someone else come in and do Venom. Like, why are you making him do that? I, I know that I wouldn't be able to, you know? So, like, why have someone else come in be like, oh, just be a voice actor. Go. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's so funny about in the Venom seats, is... Though. Yeah, like, he, yeah. he is such an intense actor. Like, he has this intensity about him when he does. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, you know it's a. Um, now that you say that, it's a, I, I do want to see him. I want to see Jeremy Renner. I want to see uh, the person that we're blanking, that we're talking about right now, that I just interrupted you and I'm blanking on his name. And then I want to see. Uh, Tom Hardy? Yeah, sorry. Tom Hardy. Blank I, I yeah. blank on Tom Hardy. Yeah, I want to see Jeremy like, Renner. Who, who do you mean? Jeremy yeah. Renner and Tom Hardy in a scene together. And then there's another actor who's I'm also blanking on because I just got texted something and now I'm focusing on that. So Jesse, I'm gonna uninterrupt what you were saying and I'll come back to it afterwards. <laughs> you just pulled up my mom. I, you were like, and then Look, so I got a text another thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, you just handed this hot potato back to me, and I'm just like, I have no I'm idea sorry. what you were talking I'm sorry. about. Look, I get one of these a year. I'm using it right now. All right, this is my mulligan. All right, this is my show mulligan. Go ahead, Jesse. Please. Who's the other person? I gotta know who the I'll, third person is. It'll come is. to me soon. As soon as I answer this oh text. Oh my Go god. Ahead. All I'm saying is, is he's a very intense actor, and what makes Venom funny is all these scenes with him being like super intense or like extra sweaty or just like really in the moment, and then the background is like, "Oh, hello, Eddie, what are you doing?" It's it's like a wild movie. Is all I'm saying, and I, uh, yeah, I think I think I, uh, I don't know what his role in the MCU will be, but I'm hoping that uh, they think it through is all I'm, think it through is all i'm saying I, you can't just throw venom in there because if you just add venom venom alone in the mcu like just added is a weird choice i guess is what i'm trying to say like it doesn't just automatically fit you know what i mean i i do think that i agree with you guys that they definitely shouldn't count we shouldn't count him out and assume that he's going to be horrible because another interesting thing to note is when Venom, the first movie released in an interview and in multiple, in multiple interviews, I believe Tom Hardy Lake was quoted as saying different variations of like, Oh, my best, my favorite 70 minutes of the film was cut. Like he said, he said that sure. multiple times, multiple mm -hmm. times. He said my favorite 70 minutes of the film was cut or like, Oh, this is just what you guys are saying. Like you haven't seen the other 70 minutes that was cut and how great it was. So I think like there probably is a lot of footage where he did feel like he nailed it. That ultimately didn't serve the plot. So it got cut, but it's like, sometimes that's what you need to sell you on a character is the stuff that's not integral to plot, but is integral to like character building. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I am curious on seeing what those scenes were because maybe that would sell us on why he makes sense for the MCU and we'll never, like, we can't see it. And I say, release the, the Tom Hardy cut. <laughs> it's like, I am curious on, like, what was in those 70 minutes. Yeah. Because he be. said it multiple times. Like, obviously, it was bothering him. I don't think he thought that what the audience was seeing was a clear, like, a, an, like a good representation of the work he thought he did. Right. All right.
I've collected my thoughts. I'm ready to now reintroduce my idea that I asked for the mulligan on. I can't wait to hear what this. However, in Googling, uh, so I don't fuck up the names, I realize that I can get two out of three of this in a movie that already exists. But I want to see a film that's got John Barenthal, Tom Hardy, oh, wow. and Jeremy okay. Renner all in the same scene. And if you throw in Tom Holland in there, that might actually just sweeten the deal a little bit for some <laughs> comedy factor. Because <laughs> those four in a film would just be absolutely hilarious. I don't know if it would work in the MCU because then that means that the Punisher, Venom, and Hawkeye are somehow going to work together. That sounds like <laughs> a very intense, like, Can you imagine how, like military guys yeah, get they, contracted to pull Tom ha Holland out of a situation. They're going to go like, save Spider-Man yeah. from like it being sounds like yeah. a Netflix movie. Yeah, but like I'm in. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, that would well, be super intense. But they were already they in a movie. They would all have some tie to. I'm trying to think because like. Based off of like the characters in the comic book lore, they could all have some beef with Kingpin. Good, yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. like Eddie would, Punisher would, and Hawkeye would. So like you could have, and so it's Spider Man. So like you could have them in a taking down Kingpin movie. Yeah. Also seeing those you three angry white dudes that just makes... being, that's Oof. like too much for me. Oof. Wait, what? What John was that? Is, like having those like three. Like just gruff white men is too much for me. Like there was a, ah, there was so a Netflix movie that came out a couple uh, years ago that had Ben Affleck at the helm, and it was def it was uh, fuck I forgot who else was in that movie, but it had like the rough guy uh, plot to it, and they literally had to go somewhere as like a black ops team to that is the Netflix uh, goldmine thing. Yeah, Triple Frontier. That was the name of it. Triple, Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I watched okay. it. It wasn't terrible. It had Eric. I think it's it had Eric Bana and Oscar Isaac in it. Uh, yeah, it's the one with like we gotta go in. Yeah. And arrest you. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're they're going into like some house that's like the most dangerous house. Then they have to like uh, maybe escort the gold or something from it across the. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Apparently though, John Barenthal and. Uh, uh, Jeremy Renner, we're in a movie called Wind River uh, that was very good that came out uh, in 2017. So I might have to go back and watch that because I get two out of three. I might have bad. to watch that. Yeah. I love the Burnthal. I, I, he's I great, love man. him so much. He's oh fantastic. my God. He's the world's most beautiful, ugly man. <laughs> God bless him. Have you, God bless his voice. You should watch everything uh, about him. He did a Hot Ones. Uh, like a couple six I months know. ago is great he's perfect i watched he's perfect yeah that's great. i love him he what this man walked on the e3 stage with a perfectly trained pit bull i just i melted i was like how dare any tucks his pants into his boots that's yeah. bronze kryptonite you cannot <laughs> tuck your pants into your boots i don't, I don't, oh know, my if God. I don't know if that's kryptonite or if that's just shark bait for bronze but <laughs> maybe love a little that. bit of both <laughs> That's bait. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that's bait. Yeah, that's funny on multiple levels. Uh, really, yeah, when you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it, if you go look at who's in that, uh, that meme, yeah, with a little joke explaining there. Anyways, Hawkeye episode three. Good. I think we were all on board. I'm excited to see where episode mm -hmm. four is. And of course, we got to mention whose hand was that? Was that Vincent's hand? Are we going to see the old kingpin? I this week. God, I hope. He's got to be in there. I don't right? think. I don't think it's going to be this week. I think they're going to hold off to the very end. Well, I think if they do. Gonna... When does hold on? 
Uh, We're going to do that terrible thing where everyone's like, the boss. When does Spider-Man come out? you know, the guy. If Spider-Man comes out the 17th, that means they could do it next week because that'd be in the same week that we get Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in the same MCU thing. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be the the end of the last episode. Could be the 22nd. Echo going back and then like, welcome home. And it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio. That's it. That's all we're going to get. It would be a great tie-in after the fact, too, once you see Charlie Cox with, with the Spooder yeah. Man, then to have him show up. Mm-hmm. Could work. Could work. Could also, be yo, there was a scene where she was, like, staring at that wall, and I was like, oh, man, that's the D'Onofrio thing, staring at that damn painting. Yeah. So, we'll see. all the signs I'm are excited. there. I want it. I want it so badly. Sorry, dog's going crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I Hawkeye episode three re-solidified the fact that I'm into that show and I'm now looking forward to it. Uh, and mm-hmm. now with Spider-Man, starting to get a little bit excited for Spider-Man. Also, by the way, just a, a little, hey, little question. Yeah, We all agree the mom's the villain, right? We can yes, all agree on 100%, this? Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100% the mom, the mom the killed that dude. The unfortunate thing is it's not because of the way the show's written. It's because that actress has been typecast to always be... Yes. The good She's person. always the villain. That's the bad person. <laughs> yes. 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 I've been thinking about that since also, the beginning. Like, that's her. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely still feel that way, but I also feel like they see this is where I'm going to overthink it. Like Jesse always says, where I'm like, there's no way they would make it that obvious and then not give us a twist. Right, Jesse? And Jesse's always like, except this is a Marvel film, Bron, so that you know that's exactly what's going to happen. Because him saying, her being like, well, and he, he, I don't, do you think it's, do you think it's, you know, coincidence that Jack was killed by a sword? And at that moment, he's walking past two swords mounted to her mom's wall. And he says, by a sword, you say? Like, Jeremy Renner, like, I, let me retake that back because that's the actor's name. But, th- like, Hawkeye's fucking Clint brain is already there. Because he's literally walking past the swords mounted on her home wall saying by a sword you say yeah so now i'm like would they have been so blatant with that if it was gonna be her and then this is where jesse's like yes Ron, because <laughs> <laughs> you saw you saw them try to throw up the smoke screen of like oh it's the new husband for sure well wink he is and a character like, no though. no Un- unless for some reason they're gonna gender bend the character from the comic which is the swordsman and that that could mm-hmm. be her mom, so it could be the sword. I mean, look what they woman. did to Taskmaster. <laughs> right, we yeah. can't be, you know, we can't be sure. Yeah, well, with Taskmaster, they they sure they gender been the character, but they also just destroyed it. Right, they just like well, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make it important whatsoever. All right, it, it turned yeah. it into like a thing. like a AI, right, or the, like a protocol yeah. versus like somebody yeah. who could. Just it was it was actually weird. Uh, my uh, my recollection of what happened in Black Widow is at the end of that, somehow someone gets the Infinity Stones and just snaps away Taskmaster and never never seen again. They just that was forget it. the that character the existed, so they can yeah. reintroduce them. It's weird. The the thing about the thing about uh, uh, this new character is that she like all origin stories needs an inciting incident that transforms her into a hero because some trauma that's like every superhero thing and she comes from like a rich ass family and uh, and you could say like oh that's because the, her trauma was experiencing 
the 2012 invasion of New York. Nah, dude. It's going to be finding out her mom is a psycho killer. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. Well, and this is a thread. I think, once again, this is why episode three is clicking for me, is because, like, we're see, we're finally seeing Clint's take on this. And, like, this girl who acts like her life is so tough and lives in this fucking penthouse that it comes from generational wealth and yeah. breaks a clock tower and her mom signs the check and she has her own apartment. Like, it's hard because... I don't know about y'all. Most of us are fucking broke. And I'm not saying we want to go out and see broke characters, but like, it's, it's like hard for you to empathize with it. But then seeing Clint immediately come into her house and be like, I'm in the wrong line of work. That makes it immediately relatable where it's like, okay, so we are acknowledging that this is like an insane amount of wealth. This girl has, right? Like we're acknowledging that even the job she has, she has through her mom. So I was like, so is there anything you've done on your own? Like not, not to be rude, but I'm like, you work for your mom. And yet you're, you're like sitting here talking about, like, I don't know. It was is hard for me personally. Maybe that's my own personal issues. But then in this one, they talk about all of it. Like they literally address each and every part of that where Clint's like, you're overconfident, you're overprivileged. And holy shit, you live like this bitch. Like he has <laughs> all of those reactions. He, and I was like, I it, feel validated. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fantastic because he walks in the room and he's just kind of like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's fantastic when he first walked in, in. I loved it. In New York City, she lives like that. Yeah. And and so it's it, that's very interesting. The other thing that I really enjoyed is that they finally kind of talk about how self-centered she is, right? Because she's like, oh, yeah, you're going to stay here, going to help me with this thing. What's the rush? Let's crack this open. And then she hears his kid talking about him not being home from Chris for Christmas. And that is the first time she stops and realizes that like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, like this man has a family and I'm over here like, well, you got to teach me everything. You know, we're going to hang out. We're going to do this. And then she hears his kids and she sees the hurt in his face at potentially not being home for Christmas. So that's the first time she's like, this isn't just my hero. This isn't just an Avenger. This is a living, breathing man with children and other obligations. And I've been over here like, well, no, I finally met you. So go ahead and train me and make me a superhero. And right before that, he talks about sacrifice, that being a hero involves sacrifice. You have to sacrifice pieces of yourself that you can't get back. And you can tell she doesn't really get it. And then she listens to him explain to his kid how he can't, he, you know, he can't be there for movie night. And she's seeing in real time that oh, like, this is the sacrifice he was talking about. Like, he's over here fixing my mess and solving my problems because he's a superhero and he has to give up family time. Mm. But to roll it back a bit, I think why we're going to find out why her mom is a villain and what's happening that hasn't been addressed yet, but I've been thinking about it since episode one. Their family was in financial straits in episode one. They're talking about selling the penthouse. Yeah. They're talking about something. We don't know what it is, but then we fast forward and these people are fucking rich. So is it a loan from Kingpin? Is it a, what is it? Like they got bailed out by someone or something. Like how did they go from, we have to sell this property that, and then in this episode, she talks about how her grant, was it her grandfather built the building? Like, so selling this penthouse is like selling your family legacy to a certain extent, right? Like she's, like, and yet, when we fast forward, there is no financial problems, and it's never discussed how her mom got them out of that. 
how they went from we're going to have to sell this. So it's like, did she kill her husband and collect the <laughs> collect the policy? Well, yeah, we also never see her dad die well, in the alien the attack. We don't I, see her dad die. So there's two theories there. You bring up uh, someone in chat brings up or maybe you did as well. The fact that Kingpin bailed them out, which is, I think. Yes, a great idea. That's one theory. That's one theory. Yeah. I think it also could have been the fact that the dad was some sort of like bad dude, but he was terrible with money. And then the mom took over and actually like it became profitable or whatever they do became profitable. I like the theory, though, that we never actually get a reason why Kingpin is so fucking wealthy, except that he's like this crime lord. And so if after the Avengers started fucking shit up, he goes around and starts bailing all these people out of like issues like that and then they owe dividends on that maybe that's how he came into like his wealth is by me, running all of all of new york and not just hell's kitchen well that's the idea like the kingpin isn't supposed to be like the dude like he's the dude in the background of right. the background of the background right and everyone owes him something and he's always like that's the dude you're afraid of and i think they sell it very well in this show where they're like that guy everyone like whispers of it like that, <laughs> yeah, that i think yeah. is very well i also want to i wrote down three things because i knew i'd forget these okay one someone in chat asked if new york was expensive one of the most expensive cities in the world <laughs> so if you're living rich in new york you are very wealthy yeah. two speaking of wealth dumb rich the fact the fact that that clint comments on how wealthy they are yet he has spent considerable time with tony stark shows how exorbitant their wealth is Compared yes. to the way Tony displayed his wealth. Like, they are just flaunting it. I think that's interesting. Bro she broke a clock tower, and her mom was, like, annoyed. I'll pay for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then well, I... Before you the jump phone on, call, didn't they also yeah. say that someone... Like, wasn't the clock tower or something related to someone else in the MCU? Or am I misremembering that? I don't know about that. Okay. I thought there was a name that was attached to it that was like a thing. Was it Stain? Oh, yeah. It was Jebediah Stain from Iron Man. Obadiah. Obadiah Stain. Yeah. Tony's mentor. Right. I remember oh, that. Oh, Jebediah Stain. It was something uh, to die. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to die. I just want to say <laughs> the, uh, the scene with Clinton, his son, I think did a better job of establishing an Avenger with a family than the scene from Avengers 2, where you literally went to his home, you saw his family, you saw all that shit, and I, you didn't feel like, all right, well, this guy, you know, it felt like, oh, he has a family, that's cute, rather than like, this dude has a family, and he's putting himself in harm's way, and he like, is missing holidays in his kids' lives. And I think this one scene set that up so much better yeah. than, than the entirety of that like, 20 minute mm -hmm. chunk in uh, uh, Age of Ultron. I don't know. Can I? I think they're doing good. Can I good say another kind of crackhead theory? <laughs> I don't know about crackhead Go theory. On. Are you going to do crack while you say it? Because I, I can't show that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just, it's my whole, like, you know, like how sometimes I have spider web brain and then Jesse's like, that's cool, but that's not what it's going to be because that's too cool. <laughs> I have one of those okay. crackhead theories. Okay. All right, let's, let's do this. So, Kate talks about how her mom's company has very extensive records on all of the black market dealings and criminal underworld in the city. Right. What if she is working with the swordsman and because she has the goings on of all this, she was in charge of the black market auction all along 
and she knows her husband's a bad guy and she's okay with it because they both killed Jake and they're both in it together and they're both criminals. And she sent her husband down there to, you know, help take part in that black market auction and keep an eye on it because she knows of all the criminals and she's been fucking arranging half of these black market dealings. Like, like for true. her, for Kate to say that she has records on all these people, you have to wonder, okay, well, if she has records on all these people, then that means she has records on all their, like, like on all their shit. Maybe she's been pulling the strings the whole time and arranging these auctions because she knows who they all are. Like she can, well, she could be running like, it all for you know, Kate. Arrange this. That was, that was the whole yeah, point of the she party. She could be right? inviting them all. Yeah. yeah. She could invite them all to these black market auctions because she knows who the criminal underground is because she has access to all that fucking information. Be, the party was a cover. Real. The mom, and more importantly, can we just say, everyone thought that scene where that old man was like, your mother, and like came at her so hard about her mom. That old man, I think we all thought he was a piece of shit. Maybe that was the one good guy in the, the entire room who was like, <laughs> this lady, oh, you don't know about your mama. Uh, and, then that, and then they have a fight. They have a fight in, the, the, in that private room. I don't know what that fight was about. That fight seems we'll like we'll probably uh, get the audio for that. Like they will, they will start think, episode five or six with that fight, and then it'll jump back to present time or some shit. Yeah, I think he's crooked too because he's at the auction. Oh yeah, but he's I not think good. she crosses. Yeah. yeah, she crosses a line that he's not willing to cross, which might be weapons or a stolen Avengers equipment that she's selling to you know black market people. Because some of that stuff is like actual like just pieces of history. They're talking about fossils and stuff, so maybe that's how this started. Is like. A bunch of rich people slash criminal people, because everyone knows like fine art is used as a laundering scheme. And yeah. this is covered once again with Zemo. Remember back in in um you know in in Captain America Winter Soldier, they did they discuss that would have been awesome if he was single... at the, the auction, by the way. I mean, I have expected I have expected him to be there. I'm not gonna lie. That. I have expected him to Just be there. Just they're like listening because... to music in an iPod or something. Yeah. Cause they talk about it in that film where they're or that show where they're basically talking about how all of these fine art all of these like rare collectibles they're used by like crime families to basically store their wealth and launder their money right and so then you have this black market auction in this basement at this party and it's a bunch of rich people and they're buying fossils and stuff and then all of a sudden you start seeing suits and swords come out and there's watches to get into the avengers tower or something like that and it makes you wonder if that's the line she's crossing is going from, oh, yeah, I'm arranging these like black market dealings of stolen artifacts to like, oh, I'm arranging these black market dealings of stolen weapons. And that's where he's like yelling at her in the office and being like, you can't do that. Like, you can't be selling these swords and stuff like that. And she's like, I can do what I want. And then she has him killed by her own husband. But she's aware of it the whole time. And she's oh using God. her husband. I've got a big brain guy. idea. Oh, my God. I think Jesse has one as well. Mine's oh dumb, though. God. I think Jesse's yeah, go, might go be for real. It. Go for it. Go for All it. All right. Here's my dumb idea. I think she was talking to the old guy about NFTs. And he was like, no, we can't change the entire option to sell right. NFTs. What are you doing? And then she killed him for it. Well, I mean, that sounds like an NFT bro to me. <laughs> they would definitely murder you. Anyway, <laughs> I just realized, Bronze, you were talking, the watch. They keep talking about, we've got to find the watch. Right. Yeah, is it just yes. literally like the Tony Stark watch. make you Iron Man watch? Yeah, probably. Did I not realize that? I was uh, like, oh, what? what is this watch? Did I, am I dumb for not immediately knowing that's what they were talking about? They haven't about? mentioned it, yeah. The other, you know, something to think about, depending on where that watch goes, I wonder if that makes its way to Riri somehow. 
I don't know how we're up there. Armor War. Is this the setup for Armor Wars then? Oh, this could be the tie-in for Armor Wars. Actually, is them getting getting that watch? That's pretty clever. It just very clearly goes from like, oh, this stuff is illegal, but harm. Uh, uh, well, maybe, not culturally harmless, but harmless to like weapons. Do you think maybe, maybe, maybe that's the scene at the end of episode six? Maybe this is our fan scene for this show: is Kingpin meeting with Julia Louise Dreyfus character and handing her the fucking watch, and it starts I, Armor Wars. I like can't believe I did not put any of that together until Bronze mentioned that. Like I feel so dumb. I was like, because I was like. What, or Sharon, what watch yeah. is so important. Is like a time travel watch. <laughs> what is this watch? And no, no, it didn't even click in my mind. Don't they were they talking say about they got Star. it from the Avengers Tower. Don't yes, they say oh, they like, the said they got it from it's the, in the rubble of the compound. Yeah. Yes, and Tony Stark yeah. is dead, so like all of his shit would still be there. Yeah, um, I'm so dumb. I'm such a dumb dumb. Didn't even cross my mind. That's what they or, were thinking. Or Kingpin puts the watch on and becomes Iron Man. That's that's another Iron great. King. <laughs> Iron King. Iron oh my pin? god. Oh Iron my god. Pin. Okay, so I thought I thought you said Incredible. Iron Pin. I was like, that's a horrible fucking name. No, I did say Iron Pin first, All but right. I retconned it to Iron King, which is way better. Iron but Pin's Iron gonna mean fucking black a black a bar bolt again. What the fuck is this name? Black Agar Bolt again <laughs> versus the Iron Pin. Yeah. 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 Dude, although Iron King is a great name for for a Kingpin Iron Man crossover. True. I like that <clears throat> a lot. Has I or has his has Iron Man ever had a suit? Did Kingpin ever have a suit in any of the comics? Never. Not He's once. He's always just no. had like his white and purple well, pants. His whole thing is he didn't need to. He was just like a strong guy who everyone else did the work for him. Then he'd be in the background like, I hate these guys. I'm gonna see. Uh... I don't think so. Well, what's also interesting is Brotok is saying, I love how easy it is for criminals to get a hold of Stark Tech since the Battle of New York. Yeah, which is seamlessly set up with like the vulture, right? Yep. Where it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, these large scale cleanup operations, like you're paying these people to like, you know, basically go through and requisition this stuff for you. This is like the problem with private industry stuff, right? And then you then have the question of like, well, who owns this or how much are they getting paid on this stuff? And it's like, yeah, you would have normal construction workers cleaning up the rubble and being like, oh, here's an AI. Here's <laughs> here's here's a gauntlet, you know, here's here's a Captain America shield. Like, cause like who else would go in and clean all that up? Right. Normal so I... people, and then the broke people. So imagine just one of them finding like something rare and being like, Why don't I just put this in my pocket? Said and found it and find it and sell it. Yeah. I started reading about Kingpin suit now. I started laughing because it's some comic comic book bullshit. Fisk sometime carries a, quote, obliterator cane, <laughs> a walking stick that conceals a laser weapon that can vaporize a handgun or a person's head at close range. <laughs> so he's got a laser. Yeah, laser I mean, stick. let's remember Thanos flew in a yellow helicopter. So like and it, Kingpin gave it to crazy. him. 100 percent. Where did he yeah. get it from? Kingpin gave it to him. 100 percent. Wait, just be like that gave Thanos his helicopter? I don't think is that's this fan theory? I don't think that's canonical. You know, it is now. I it can is, see though. Kingpin I mean, doing that. How else yeah. would an alien get a helicopter? He came to Earth. Kingpin was like, here, 
You need take to, my, you I put need your to face get, on the side of it. You got to get around better. Here, have the have a helicopter. I'll put your name Walkings on it. Walkings for idiots. Get in the helicopter. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're both thick boys, so he would have yeah. designed one that could fit Thanos. Yeah. Because not every helicopter could, you know, Thanos is a big boy. And I feel like Kingpin would understand that. You know, I feel you like he'd be yeah. like, these are extra wide seats because we're thick boys. It's true. Yeah. I, look, that dude, he gets it. He's like, look, I got you, Thanos. And he's like, thank you, bro. And they like <laughs> this bump. Yep. Canonical. They're friends. They're good to each other. They take care of each other, those boys. Yeah. I agree. Ollie agrees as well. He gets the head pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I think we're, is that, are we good? We're getting into Where do you weird. Shop at? <laughs> oh, weird I shopped on the street. The uh, that's a very store. existential question. This are is a good? very existential question. Are we good? Are we good? I don't know. Are do we, we think any of these theories, to put a cap on it, are, what is our prevailing theory? Do we think she's evil? Do oh, we I think, think they're both evil? I think do she's definitely think- evil. I think the dad's probably like a gray character. And I 100%, I, think, I 100% think that Kingpin is going to meet Julia. Lu- I think Julia Louise Dreyfus is going to show up some point in this and get that watch. And it's going to start off Armor Wars. I also think in the next episode or the episode after that, Yolene is going to show up as well. She's 100% in the show. So I don't know when she's going to pop pop in, but it, probably the next episode. I also have to say, I feel like, not to be rude, but I got to say it. Based off of what we've seen, Yelena's going to beat the shit out of Kate Bishop, right? Because that bitch Probably. is hard as fuck. If anything, like, she I might... just don't know how they're going to fight her because I'm like, yo, she's going to beat the brakes off of the two of I you. I can't wait for them to if, fight. Oh if anything, God. she might uh, be like, damn, you're actually like a pretty competent fighter. Let me help you. Oh, you're such a competent fighter. What if we kiss now? Like, oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> <What>? great. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. I watch The Matrix. You don't know anyone unless you fight them. That's true. That's true. And then you realize you love them. I don't know why my first comes the fighting. I don't know why my you watch too much anime. For someone who calls me a weeb, you watch a lot of anime, bro. You're you have anime brain. Bronze, bronze. It's not anime. It's hentai. Get it right. Keep it classic. It's not yaoi. You're not into the yaoi life. I just don't know why you'd call me a weeb, you know? I don't know why. <laughs> I have no clue. I've been, I've been told that I'm a weeb multiple times, you know? I don't know, but. <laughs> also, to any viewers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. To any viewers that are watching, uh, don't watch or don't Google Yaoi. Unless you're interested. But don't Google it. I mean, look. Don't listen get what, to what you, get what you want. Get what you want out of the world. Can also, you only get one go you know, around. Yuri, enjoy. Uh, you know, yeah. the, what you want. Variety of spice of life. Okay. Yeah. Spice, spice of life. it up, baby. That's how most of the Yowies begin uh, with that very line. <laughs> spice <laughs> it up, baby. I need to make a series but of in Japanese. manga where the very first line is always spice it up, baby. It's like a theme. <laughs> what do you? What is your superhero or your your character's name? Like Pepper or some shit? Yeah, Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, can we talk about that since that's MCU related? Did you all see Potts? Gwyneth Paltrow what? speaking of Pepper? What? Yeah, Pepper Potts. Okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow, someone uh, asked her a question. She was answering questions. I think it was on Instagram. Someone asked her, have you seen Hawkeye? And she responded with, no, what's that? 
And so now there's become this like ongoing thread of like hilarious clips of her not remembering she was in MCU films and like her arguing no, I don't that she was it's... not in Spider-Man. She was like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. Like there's actual footage and they're like, no, you were. Remember the conference at the end? She's like, I was not in Spider-Man. No, I, I was I never just, in Spider-Man. I just think she's an old pro, right? She doesn't want Peggy in her text and her fucking DMs blowing her up for leaking shit. She's just I'm denied, saying... denied, deny no, every single time. No, it's not true. Sebastian Stan has introduced himself to her three times and 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 there's clips of her on the red carpet. I'm telling you, this is because it became a thread. Her saying she didn't know what Hawkeye was. There was a thread of her being like, who's that? And her co-star oh, being man. like, that's Sebastian Stan. That's Winter Soldier. And she said, oh, and then Tom Holland said he introduced he said the funnest thing about making uh, Spider-Man movies is reintroducing yourself to Gwyneth Paltrow three times because every single time he's met her, he has had to reintroduce himself to Gwyneth Paltrow. And there's even a photo of that she put on Instagram of Tom Holland, Tony Stark and her. And she said, me, Robert Downey Jr. and that other guy. She still doesn't fucking know who she is. And it became this whole thread of Gwyneth Paltrow just not knowing who Sebastian Stan and Tom Holland are. And an interview with her cooking, talking about how she was not in Spider-Man. It's like, <laughs> look, don't do goop. Okay. Don't do goop. I... Don't put crystals in your body. I can't tell you okay? the amount of times I've met people in this town and then I've met them eight more times and there's, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm like, look, yep. admittedly, yep. I have done that before. It's very easy to happen. Uh, sure. However, you haven't shot a movie with them. So like, you know, you didn't spend a lot of time on a, like a red carpet tour with them yeah, either. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you were in like a press thing, you would know the person. I, I, oh, I know, will whatever. not tell the story. I'm not going to tell the story on air because uh, I'm that embarrassed, but I do have one very particular moment of, meeting someone and thinking that there's someone else and continuing throughout the night to tell stories to this person, thinking they were someone else. And I was not corrected at all by this person. And I still, to this day, <laughs> think back on that moment. Like, I think it's funny that they didn't correct you. They just let you do it. Well, it just shows, I mean, it's, it speaks to how nice this person is ultimately. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I just, you know, I think that's very, I think that adds to the comedy of the stories. They're like, well, I don't want to embarrass him. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're doing construction outside, and there's screws mm -hmm. happening, and Ollie's losing his goddamn mind. That it's. Uh... Can you can you guys hear it's that? A perfect or no? place to call. Here, hold on. A little bit. Now we oh can. Oh my god! Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I turned my mic up there. <laughs> it's Shout fun time. Technology. I had no clue. Yeah. Wow. It's fun time. That RTX noise canceling. Uh, well, this is just the processor on the. Uh... Sure. Yeah. Uh... Thanks, NVIDIA, for the sponsor. Uh, <laughs> for if NVIDIA wants to sponsor us, oh, my God. Yeah. Give me that graphics card money, baby. <laughs> or just graphics cards, and I can sell them yeah. for money, a, There's no baby. graphics cards money. They just hand you a graphics card. You're like, oh, yeah. thank you. I'll go to eBay yeah. right now. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just make money, you know? Yeah. The money makes money for you. Anyways, let's do some <laughs> shout-outs. And we'll, uh, we'll call this a show. We'll be back next week as well. Episode uh, four of Hawkeye. I don't think, I, I guess unless Marvel wants to keep dropping giant bombs like Charlie Cox is in the MCU uh, officially, and then uh, we'll keep covering that stuff. But anyways, Bronze, do some shout outs. Where can people check you out? What do you got going on? 
Hi. Hello. I'm that Browns girl. Um, December 10th to 12th, I will be in Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged. So if you're going, come say hi. I'm going to be in the Acquisitions Incorporated hey, show on Saturday night. Yes. Uh, when you say through the 12th, you're in Philadelphia, does that mean you're flying back Monday? Uh, yes. So does that mean there's no show next week? Oh, no, 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 no. I will be back for the show. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I specifically booked it so I'd be back. I think I have a red eye, so I should be fine. Or wait, no, maybe really? I moved it up. I think I have a red eye there. I'll be back for the show. Okay. Don't worry about that. Um, so, yes, I will be in Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged. So come say hi. Come watch the show if you want to on the main stage on Saturday night. Um, but before I go, I will be playing games on my stream, so come spend time with me before I head out. Yesterday, we beat Halo Reach on stream. It was my first time playing it and in the 10 years since it came out, and I cried like a baby. So now I kind of want to play through all of the Halo games, so maybe that'll be what this week is. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Jesse, some shout-outs. Yeah, I uh, had to give Bronze a hard time because I'm headed to Chicago for a live show on Sunday the 12th. And so uh, I fly back night of the 13th. So I'll, I'll be here. But I was like, oh, I'm going to give Bronze a hard time. Cause it's, oh, oh, so enjoy... you're gonna, we're going to get Hotel Jesse? Yes, you're going to get Hotel Jesse. Oh. Get ready. Hotel the best Jesse. And so I'll, I'll crank up the red saturation or whatever. Um, but yeah, hey, <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, I'll be doing a bunch of stuff but none of it too important on my end because they have to but you're doing to a live show what are you talking days. about yeah yeah i said it. well I was, I was oh, okay that. okay i'm prepping to leave and then i'm going to chicago and then sunday night at the lincoln hall a great venue we've been there before it's incredible super fun um and that will uh that's we'll do we're doing a live show on sunday so we'd love for you to come see cox and crendor live uh i think there are like literally 10 tickets left but like hey buy them anyway and we'll just say it's sold out right you don't even have to be there uh <laughs> that's a hell of a pitch uh so yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it and uh then i'll be back uh to see y'all next monday excited awesome. jesse out here sounds like the streamers that are like even if you're not watching my stream open a tab <laughs> yo i just, just i like the idea of being able to say that we sold out 10 10 tickets is so close just get just someone if i gotta buy them i'll buy them <laughs> like oh yeah we're totally sold out uh, that's all I'm saying. It just sounds better. It makes me feel good inside. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll do shout outs here real quick. Uh, what are we doing after this? JPNN trailer time. See what's going on in the world of video games. Then we're going to jump back into Shadowbringers. I think I'm finishing Shadowbringers tomorrow. I'm not going to say anything other than that. Uh, so if you want to watch that, by all means, feel free to come on by. Uh, Wednesday, Halo Infinite launches. So we'll be checking that out. Drop Frames has been moved to Sunday doing the game awards show on thursday me me jericho zeke and co for that um that's already up on the uh i say Shadowbringers, whatever and walker chat you, you'll figure it out you'll get there eventually uh, <laughs> but yeah kind of a busy couple days so uh they're also doing construction through all this and uh aaron leaves tomorrow uh to go out of town so busy week for me uh as i am uh taking over the house duties and all the construction crap and why is your camera all messed up what did you do i have no clue that's on you, you trying that's to go red me. are you trying to go red what's that's going not on me over there? I, you're it's all i fucking. no no it's me i guess i dined 
I don't know what it looks happened. like you're behind a screen. Like there's yeah, there's like a grain effect. It looks like you are coming through a TV, like I you're broadcasting you're, from 1950. I think your camera's dying. I don't know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't we'll worry figure about it. it out and be back next week. <laughs> we gotta go. Oh God, I think your camera is dying. Thank you for watching. We'll see you guys then. Have a good rest of your week. We're out of here. Bye bye.